listening to the I'll Make You Pancakes podcast, where hospitality comes with hotcakes with your host, Kenesha Fisher. Hello there, good people of the world. Flapjack fanatics in the house today. I just want to say, hey, thanks so much for stopping by to listen to me run my mouth for another hour with somebody awesome. So today, um, I am still your host, Kenesha Fisher. As always, I pretty much look like, act like, and am a pancake. Fluffy hot mess. Golden brown. Who I am. So today we have a phenomenal young woman here who is just, just amazing, just amazing, just bubbly and fun and hilarious and slightly over the top and <laughs> does everything. So she's out here baking cupcakes and playing the drums and putting her kid in talent shows she doesn't know about <laughs> because kids never let you be great. Uh, Brittany Franks, welcome to the show, friend. Hi. How you doing? Doing good. Thank Fantastic. you for having me. Hi, thank you for taking time out of your busy day of being mom slash work slash everything extraordinary just to come and <laughs> hang out with me. Hey, I got pancakes. Yeah, you did. So that's the I first question. First off, I always ask people, you know, I try to make everybody a phenomenal breakfast slash brunch slash lunch slash dinner, depending on what time they get here. So you get to rate your pancake meal today in you get to rate it as according to pats of butter. So one pat of butter means um, you are genuinely concerned about my cooking skills and you don't know how in the world any of us are at an average at, a, at an average or plus weight. Uh, or five pats of butter means that there's a good possibility you're going to bring your family over tonight and demand me to make more. <laughs> um, I will say, I will say four. Boom. Probably only because I should have added butter to the pancake. <laughs> See, I, I like to make people have that option. I am not a butter on my pancakes person because I like just, I just like the syrup to just sit and soak in. Because I feel like you get that little butter. butter person. Hey, <laughs> I probably look like a butter person. <laughs> I was like, I like butter. I'm like, when I was a kid, I used to, like, you'd have to cover. Yeah. Now I've dimmed it down some and it's not we, we've as become bad. we've become like the other day i don't know why but you know how you just love like butter on like italian crusty bread just yes. unsalted butter we had no uncrust we had no like crusty panera bread but we had like like sandwich bread so i just spread a little butter on it my husband comes around here he's like you can cook that i was like it's undone toast don't judge me i just want leave me alone <laughs> undone toast. <laughs> just undone toast why are you judging me no, all the time i don't need this i don't need to just i, I just skipped a step it's the same thing as if I would have eaten toast. Yeah. At least that's how I justified eating butter in the middle of the day. I mean, so, hey, whatever. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Pancakes are my favorite, so everybody gets pancakes and it's good for you. Um, so the first topic that you bring to the table is a really interesting topic that a lot of people may not even know the details of. Like, we see it broadcast in, you know, the media, and this is something that stars do. And, you know, there's this, there's this whole thought process behind it but a lot of people just don't know and that topic is surrogacy so I think it's phenomenal I'm always intrigued of it most people who are in the public circle right now the last time they probably heard of a surrogate was that uh Kim and Kanye West used a surrogate and they yeah. you know you, they, they think they know about things and I think that unfortunately the media causes us to have our own viewpoints about things that just aren't true mm -hmm. so I'm glad that that's a topic you brought to the table I would have never thought to talk about it but I absolutely love um the emotion behind it, the commitment to it, the sacrifice, and just the love that you're putting out in the world by making a decision to carry someone's child. So talk about wh why you wanted to talk about surrogacy, your feelings on it, and how it's impacted your life. I chose surrogacy because I was a surrogate mm -hmm. about five, six years ago for a family. Okay. And it was probably one of the best experiences of my life, like hands down. 
just because being able to help a family do something they wouldn't have been able to do otherwise right. was really awesome. And for me, surrogacy, before I had my kiddos, I was told I might not be able to have kiddos. Right. Because um, I had abnormal paps and such, and they said there were cancerous cells, and I had to have surgeries. And, and so, how old were you when you're getting this information? 21. So this is the beginning of you know, yeah. your young adult life. Yes. You haven't even planned out or anything, and now you're hearing something that a lot of women look forward to and strive to, and a lot of families start this way, yeah. may be taken away from you. Yeah, and that I panicked. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you mean I can't be a mom? Because I... And, I've always known I wanted to be a mom. Didn't know what else I was going to do in my life, but I did know at some point I wanted to be a mom. Right. And so to possibly not be able to do that freaked me out. Of course. So I kind of went into a Google frenzy and came across surrogacy at some point and did a tiny bit of research into it, but mm-hmm. not a whole lot. And then thankfully for me, it turned out fine. Like cancer cells were all gone. It was great. I ended up getting pregnant with my son. And so I was like, oh, okay. Didn't really need the information that was in the back of my head. Right. But um, fast forward. Oh, and I, when I had my son, I did not. I did pregnancy fine. I did not do delivery fine. Oh, okay. So I almost died having him. And oh, that's so, rough. So now you've got this double whammy. You didn't know you could have kids, and now they're trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Basically, I was like, oh, that, that's awesome. But so after I had him, I was like, ah, surrogacy's probably not going to be something yeah. I do because since I almost died, probably not smart. Mm-hmm. But then um, I got pregnant a second time with my daughter and had a completely different experience with the birth. I ended up going to a midwife versus an OB and had a natural birth and everything was amazing. Right. And kind of found out later that my body just does not react well to certain medications that I had. So induction induction medications to be specific like Pitocin. Yes. Which is a generic form of the oxytocin your body makes when you go into labor. Yes. Pitocin was not my friend and neither was my epidural really. (laughs) So everyone's like, oh, epidurals are great. I was like, oh, Mm. no. That's rough. I, yeah, between, I've had three births now, including my surrogate, and then I'm pregnant this time. I will not, if I can avoid that epidural, I will at all costs. Yeah, yeah, I can understand (laughs) it. It's just not my friend. But yeah, so after I had my daughter and everything went fine, I was just like, oh, okay. I got settled back into kind of life and such, and then started looking into what it, what all it took to be a surrogate, because I didn't know Mm -hmm. anything about it. I just knew it was a thing. Gotcha. So, research, research, research. How old is your daughter at my, this point? Because now you've got a kiddo, you got a little boy, yeah, you've got a little girl. Was, let's see. I want to say she was one when I really started digging into gotcha. the research for it. So, that makes your son, what, three? Yes, because okay. they're almost two and a half years to the day. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I started doing research into it and found a bunch of online forums with a whole lot of friendly and helpful women and asked a million and one questions. Yeah. And then kind of one of the women who kept responding to me was actually um, a surrogate coordinator for an agency. And so she gave me some helpful information. And she, it was really cool. I really enjoyed working with her because I decided to go ahead and go the route of having an agency. Because when you decide to be a surrogate, there are a couple of big decisions you make up front. Okay. Um, Do you want to be a gestational carrier or a traditional carrier? The difference would be gestational is that it is all the families. None of it's genetically yours. Yeah. Or a traditional, which usually means you use your egg. Mm-hmm. And dad's and then, sperm. Yep. Yeah. So for me, I knew I wanted to be gestational because yeah. I knew that I couldn't emotionally handle like somebody related to me out in the world. Yeah. That I didn't know. Essentially, but, you would be what would feel like the equivalent to me of like giving a kid up for adoption. Right. Yeah. Because it's I your kid. I just didn't know that I could do that. I knew right. I could carry like 
I'm fine baking it. Yeah. <laughs> you take it home. It and just can't fine. be my recipe. Right. I just don't. You can't be mine. <laughs> you can use my oven. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a neighbor. Can I use your oven? Sure. Uh, can you give me your grandmother's secret recipe? Wait no. a minute. <laughs> Hold on, fam. Now, there's Pump some the people brakes. who can. Right. And I think it's that's amazing. Incredible. And so, and that's one of those very personal decisions that each woman has to make. Like, do, how do I feel about this? And I'm grateful for people who will, because there's people, like, even if it's an egg donation or yes. you have sperm donors, those people make it um, possible for different families of different types and different, you know, medical or just situations to have children and to love those kids. So I'm grateful that someone else will do it. I just don't think that, you know, everybody, first of all, everyone's not cut out to do it. Right. And I think I may fall in that camp. That's like, I feel like that with a bunch of different things. Like there are certain things that you can just, you know, you're called for and you have to be called to do them. Otherwise it's not like, I really don't want a doctor operating on me who does not feel like he's called off yeah. to be a surgeon. Yeah. I'm like, no, I need your heart to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> I need you Please. to mean it. I need you to mean it. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Gotcha. And so that's like the first thing you figure out, gestational, traditional. And then you also have to figure out if you would like to go with an agency or if you'd like to be an independent surrogate. Okay. And a lot of independents, there's, I mean, there are reasons to go into both. Makes sense. Um, big ones are to be independent. Some women, you've already done it once before. So you know how this works, and you can then end up saving your intended parents or intended family funds because it, the cost of surrogacy ends up being a little bit more when you use an agency. Of course. there's yeah. all the fees and everything else that goes with it. They, they, provide, a, they provide a convenience level, but you're going to pay for that. Right. Right. And then for me, I chose an agency because surrogacy laws vary state by state. Right. And I knew that Kentucky surrogacy laws were kind of muddy. Oh, listen, <laughs> Kentucky's muddy. The whole state. <laughs> Yeah, the whole state. Louisville, you all are doing okay. Some days we have our moments. Yes. But the Kentucky is a state. When it comes to any rules, um, I'm pretty sure you still can't like, you know, tie your horse to a fence too tall because we we have an updated rules. And oh my gosh. God knows how long. So I can imagine something as, you know, different if that's a word we want to use as surrogacy, something that goes against what everybody right, thinks like they the believe. God help us. So I can see where Kentucky's definitely going to throw you a couple. Right. And then on top of that, I knew that I wanted to use my midwife again. And my midwife is in Indiana. Mm. So I knew that I would be be delivering in a different state and didn't know how that would affect the laws (laughs) as well. Because just because you were pregnant in one state but delivering in another, that can make things complicated. So the agency was able to help you sort that out. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to accidentally break a wall because that's not that's not nobody a wants tough to go to story. jail after being pregnant no i was yeah. like that's not a tough story i can show yeah. I, I could share with my cellmates at that all makes sense. I'm, I'm done <laughs> <laughs> so awesome so your daughter's a year old here you are um looking into surrogacy you find an agency you figure out that you definitely want to just be a gestational carrier what's the i mean how do you figure out i want to be is it like a, do, do they choose you? Do you, is it like a 50, 50 it's thing? Honestly, kind of like a dating website. <laughs> yes. You fill out a profile. They give you, um, a, basically a questionnaire to mm-hmm. fill out like basics, like things you will accept, things you won't accept. And you have to be incredibly honest with yourself. Like, Oh yeah. And the families too. Like if you are adamant, you want a woman of color to be your surrogate, then put that because you have that right to say that. If yeah. you're going through all these things and you would prefer this, well, put that in there. And so basically everybody fills out their own questionnaire. When it came to filling out my questionnaire, the thing that my coordinator told me made it slightly difficult for me to find a match right Mm -hmm. away was that, um, termination, like how you feel about terminating a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a very personal choice and you have to have 
do some soul searching on it. Like, where do you fall on this? It's a lineup. Like, you all have to have, you have to tick off more of the same boxes than yes. you do the opposite. And the ones that you don't, you have to be able to come to a decision. Because this has to work all the way through. Right. You can't get halfway through and be like, eh, I changed my mind. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you got a whole baby in your body at that point. Yes. And so, like, for me, with how my person, I felt on termination was that I just, I wanted there to be a definite, like, reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't just want it to be, oh, they wanted a boy and they got a girl. And Whoa. they do genetic. I mean. Yeah. Because it's, the, if you don't specify, you could, and, and this is. And you can't again, make it, you can't make that choice for somebody right. else. Right. And no judgment for anybody on this because it's a very personal choice. But for me personally, I would not have felt comfortable doing genetic testing. And that would have been the thing they found that it was boy versus girl. And they didn't want a boy. They wanted a girl. Like I couldn't have emotionally. Devastated. Yeah. Like, so for me, but there was no really, there was no way to really word it in your questionnaire. Mm. So you literally just had to tick the box that said like, you didn't want to terminate. For any reason. There's reasons I would be okay with. Like, obviously like, if you feel like you the baby won't have quality of life or if it's more than your family can handle because of different because there's different reasons for everything and I don't want to well, take course, that away yeah. from another person but at the same time I still have to live with the fact that I have had a termination yeah. so you had to kind of have your own come to Jesus with that one yeah yeah definitely and, <laughs> and that's but that's amazing that they knew to kind of walk through that. And this is why, you know, maybe being independent would be hard because you get into these situations and you don't have that buffer. So you really need to know what you're doing with anything. Like you can't be an independent contractor if you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Yes. So. And I, that's why I really do. I felt like my agency was great in that. And I also had kind of a, I call it a perk. My surrogate, I want to call her handler, but I know that's not the technical term. But yeah, my, she's my a handler. handler. Um, she, <laughs> she has been like you're both, a seeing eye dog at right? this point. <laughs> she's been <laughs> on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. She um, has been a surrogate for her family, and she also used a surrogate for her own family years later. So she had been on both sides of that spectrum. Mm. And so when it came time to the contract and writing everything out, she gave me pointers that I would not have thought of. Makes sense. Because especially if you are the type of person that tends to be more of a giver and a, I want to make everybody happy, mm-hmm. going through the surrogacy contract was probably one of the hardest things Yikes. I've done because you have to put price tags on things that you don't think about. <sighs> like what if you lose your reproductive organs? How much do they need to compensate you for that? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, because in my This head, is huge. Yeah. Especially at the time, I thought I was probably done. But then there's that still, okay, that's probably not definitely. So what do I do if I can no longer have kids? Like, what will make me okay this, with Because that's, that's life-changing at that point. <laughs> and we do the same thing like if you're in a car accident. Yeah. And you're, the quality of your life, who you get to be from here on out changes. We expect people to at least acknowledge it and be ready to compensate us when that changes. This, this is no different. It's an insurance policy. And it was just such a weird thing to think about. And so <laughs> she helped me. She goes, Okay, so what what do you think would be okay? I was like, I don't know because I don't want to ask too much because, like, what is too much? Like, what do you do? She was like, well, go through, figure out what it would cost to take your family on a good trip to Disney World. Like, at least if I can't have more kids, well, then we're all going to have an insanely good family vacation. Every single year. So, yeah. (laughs) Like, because that's my – because, see, my price tag is different. My thought process is, okay, how much is it going to cost me to adopt a child or to have a surrogate myself? Right. And you those have are to figure out like what you I have to just, do. So, yeah. And it, that, like you said, the price tag is different for everybody. Wow. And so that was just one of those things, especially for me, because I'm always afraid I'm going to, like, upset somebody or say the wrong thing. And I was like, 
well, I don't want it to be too much, but then you don't want to shortchange yourself either. So it's just this really weird so, thing. So the fact that people match up ever is absolutely amazing. When you think, think of so. the, the vastness of how left or right anybody can be on any subject, the fact that you find enough people to where you line up and your the issues that you have to get over are so minuscule with something that's so big, that's pretty incredible that anybody yeah. ever matches. And it was, I actually had two matches. And my first match was like a couple from New York mm-hmm. and they came down to meet me and it was the most awkward thing. <laughs> and I felt so bad. So I was just like, y'all are weird. I didn't want to say no because like I knew how much was riding on this for them, but I was just like, this I can't do this for not... a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is not how I envisioned my mm. journey going. Cause in my head I wanted a journey and I, I always call it surrogacy journey. And most people who have, if you, once you start doing your research, that's how most people refer to it. So mm-hmm. if I say journey. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. <laughs> but um, It is a journey. Yeah. So for me, my surrogacy journey in my head, I had pictured it being more like a friend. I didn't want to have, like, yes, there's money involved, but I don't have to worry about it. I just want to form a relationship with these people. And I want it to feel like I'm caring for a friend. Not like I'm having a business transaction. Yeah. Cause it's a baby. Right. And that's how you felt. And so the first couple felt very business <laughs> and yeah. they were like, and I will never forget. We went to Olive Garden out to eat, like both families and trying to get to know each other. And, um, yeah, my kids, I went to place the order. I was like, Oh, I'll take, I ordered something for my daughter and something for my son. And they just kind of looked at me. They were like, well, how do you know what they'll eat? Because I'm their mom. Kids. What? <laughs> yeah, it was just such a, it, it blew my mind. I was like, what do you mean? So you're like, How do I, I know oh, what on. they'll eat their kids? And I, I deal with them every day. Like, hmm. I know this one doesn't like salad and that one does. Like, I get to know them. Yeah. You know? It was just such a weird, and it just, I was like, um, okay. And you're probably hypersensitive at this point when you're interviewing for something like this. Like you pay attention to every single thing somebody says, yes. does, how they hold their fork. Because you're thinking, I'm going to put a kid into this family. Yeah. Not that it's, not that you want to look at it with that much power, but if you're helping them have a baby, you want to make sure that they're good people. Right. And I was just like, I just don't feel like they're my people. And I felt Boom. so bad. And I had to call my, my handler. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know what to do, but it's not a match. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it's okay. it's okay. Yeah. And she was like, it's really okay. It happens. And, and it's better like, that you say that. Right. And that's exactly what she told me. And I was like, okay. But then she sent me the info for my next family and they pretty much had to fill out the same questionnaire, but obviously slightly different with it being intended parents versus surrogate. But I remember very vividly sitting in my bed, reading their profile, crying. I was like, these are my people. Oh, that's like, so cute. This is so awesome. I was like, he volunteers with the basketball team. And she worked um, She worked at a hospital. And what her job was, essentially, was to help walk kids through invasive procedures and help them get through it and prepare for it. You saw them as parents. Yes. And I was just like, these are my people. Yeah. I was like, I, I like these people. Yeah. So we ended up moving forward with that and we met and I mean, we hit it off That's almost awesome. instantly. And so, yeah, we ended up signing on the dotted line. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they lived in Connecticut. And so I'm trying to remember, I think our, we did a whole bunch of phone calls and FaceTime first. They didn't fly in just for a meeting. We did a whole bunch of phone calls and FaceTime and right. felt comfortable enough so the first time I met them was actually when I went up there to do testing for IVF. And then they also make you do, if you go through an agency, they will make you do a psyche eval, which uh, I feel like is important. I, I think everybody should do a psyche eval, even if they're not being surrogate. <laughs> like, let's just do a psyche eval because you want to go to dinner. Right. Let's just. You so want to yeah. be my best friend? Have you had a recent psyche eval? <laughs> so we had to do, like, the very first time I met them in person was on my trip up to Connecticut to do all these things. 
but I mean, they were amazing. The sweetest couple, they even got my kids backpacks full of little goodies that they still have to this day. They still have these little backpacks and this was six years ago, I think. Right. So yeah, like just an amazingly sweet couple. And yeah, I will say we laughed about the psyche eval later because one of the questions in, I don't know, maybe it shows in my psyche eval, but like one of the, <laughs> I hate yes or no questions because I always feel like there's a maybe. There's, there's a maybe. And it's like, do you like this thing? I was like, well, yeah, but am I good at it? No. So which one are you really asking me? <laughs> like, I didn't know. And then one of the oddest questions I've ever seen, do you enjoy fixing door handles? I kid you Wait. not, it was, it was, it was in my questionnaire. But you know what? <laughs> I would be like... <laughs> What? No, I don't know if I'd even say that because I like to fix things. Yes, but, but why are you so specific handles. with door handles? <laughs> and am I am I fixing it or am I putting on a new door? I don't like this question either. Scratch. I would have probably just been like, <laughs> "We're gonna write my own." Questions. I would have wrote next question. Like, <laughs> but it was so funny because I'm going down the list and I'm ADHD, so I'm bouncing through it and I come to a question: Do you bounce around or like? It was essentially oh. asking me, "Do I do what it, I'm doing right?" This yeah. second. I was like, "Yes, yep, that's me." <laughs> Circled and. And checked yeah, at the same time. Basically. That's perfect. But yeah, it was, so yeah, fast forward, it, it just was the absolute best experience. I adored my family and the only two hiccups we had on our journey. Oh, I will say too, sorry, with the Psyche Bell, they make you go through every worst case scenario possible with the couple. Of course. Which is great because there are a million, no one likes to think of worst case scenario ever. But they happen. Like, especially even if you're pregnant with your own, you just, you're like, I don't want to think about it. We're right. just going to keep it moving. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Rainbows and happiness. Right. When you're a surrogate, you don't exactly have that luxury because yeah. you need to make sure that you are all on the same page. Right, right. That makes sense. And we had we had what we called the triplet clause in my contact. In my the, contract. The triple eight? Is that what you said? Triplet. Triplet. Oh. Yeah. Wait <laughs> yep. Wait a minute. Just because I, again, selective reduction, not for everybody. Right. And we already knew they were only putting in two eggs, but okay the so what are you them okay splitting. with yeah yeah like I was definitely not okay with quads mm-hmm. I was like I've seen triplet pregnancies go okay I could probably do that mm-hmm. but we need to have some things in place if your body just decided to turn into a cloning machine and all of a sudden you've got you know a whole basketball team in there we got to figure out what we want to do yeah and so for us we made a whole clause surrounding triplets because um like they there's different things they offer in there for you, like childcare when you have to do certain things or this, and the other. They give you a stipend for that. Mm-hmm. But with the triplet clause, we had that it wouldn't be just childcare. I would have a nanny because I, if I, you have to be on bed rest. Right. In case I get put yeah. on hospital bed rest, I want to see my kids. My husband at the time worked. So who's going to help me facilitate this? Mm-hmm. So we had like a whole little nanny thing in my triplet clause and a couple of other things that just made me feel okay right. with it. Yeah. And same for them. So we had like, okay. Worst case scenario, these are the things that we will do, things that we won't do. Are we all on the same page? Because you have, while you're still taking care of yourself, their their side of it, because I'm, I'm genuinely bouncing back and forth in my mind between each person's interests. So yes, a triplet cause. There's no way in God's green earth if we go to this ultrasound, there's four babies. And now I've got to think, I've got to carry these four babies. I've got to wonder the stress it's going to put on my body. What if I get put on bed rest? What about my other kids? Yeah. But they are looking at it from, you've got four of our children in your body. Yeah. And we've, we have to be comfortable enough to sign off saying we're good picking one to get us back down to the numbers we need to be at. Yep. Boom for both of you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's massive, massive decision making. And so again, that's why I felt most comfortable doing a contract because, or a contract, going with an agency because right. they walk you through these steps. And they have people that have done this before that help you walk through these steps. 
that's I mean it's it's blowing my mind right now. I, I it's not that and I I feel like I'm somewhat educated more than the next person about a topic like this. I feel like I've researched a little bit. I knew a lot of the basics, but now that we're getting to the meat of it, the actual experience, to hear that and think, I don't know that I would ever be prepared to kind of have that, like the emotional side of the tug of war you're having as a person trying to provide, but trying to provide for yourself. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, hats off that this ever goes anywhere with anyone. And then it also, then I always have to go to the negative a little bit because you have to imagine that people in power who find a surrogate, who get someone to pretty much, you have that mm-hmm. business transaction where, hey, uh-uh-uh, yeah. you, you may think it's your body, but right now we own you. Yes. And now you have someone who's doing something, you know, maybe it's for the money, maybe it's for the betterment. Maybe they don't have, you know, the just the service and these are my people feeling. You kind of wonder if people get taken advantage of. I do. I wonder about that often because, and that's why I think, again, agencies will scream a lot of times for different things. Right. Um, they won't. Trying to think what markers, like if you're on like food stamps or WIC or things like that, they won't allow you to do a surrogacy. Yeah. Because they want you to be able to be a little bit more stable, like you said, because they don't want it to be like you're doing it just for the money. So you're taking on and saying yes to things that you wouldn't necessarily say yes to. Yeah. So again, like, I mean, I'm kudos and hats off to people who have done it independent. But yeah. for me, my first just time around, I could not have imagined. But maybe you would consider being independent the second time around. We thought about it, honestly, because yeah. I thought about doing it again for the same family. Cool. And so we had thought about doing independent, but we ended up finding the middle ground. We found like, um, an agency that wouldn't do all the bells and whistles since we were already matched and all that good stuff. They were literally just going to draw up the contract and be in charge of the escrow account. Cool. So you did say that there were a few little bumps in the road with this particular surrogacy. There was two little, you know, head bumps that you all had. How did that, how, how did that eventually get to a resolution? Because if you have two people on different teams. Yeah. So the first one was the flu shot. Mm-hmm. And again, to each their own on that. Right. I was team no flu shot because yeah. every time I've gotten it, I've always gotten sick. Right. Not saying I've gotten the flu because right. I know people will say you don't get the flu from the flu shot. I'm just saying it knocks me on my butt. Yeah. Every time. But we didn't go over that in the contract because didn't think about it. So it ended up. Because it was probably such a flippant thing to you and such a non-negotiable to them that you don't think to put it in right. there. Right. Yeah. And so it ended up being, um, I can't remember exactly all the words, but like we went back and forth on it for a little bit. I was like, well, if I'm doing the flu shot, I want to have the one that's, what was it, non-active or something. And it was. Yeah. I think there's like a nasal spray. Who knows? Yeah, I can't. It's so sad. I can't remember it now. But well, there was like a pregnancy specific room. one. Yeah, I do. It's so bad. <laughs> well, you probably have it now too. But yeah. I was thinking back then you probably did. So Yeah, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, I was like, I'll take this specific flu shot. Right. And then, um, but before that, I think the intended dad had said something like, oh, well, we'll just refer to the contract. And that was the first time oh. in the entire journey that it had gone, well, we'll just look at what the contract says. And I was like. What? And I also like the term intended dad. Yes. They call them intended parents. So your IPs. Because that's what they are. Yeah. Because they're, until that baby's, I mean, they're, ooh, that gets, that gets dicey. <laughs> Whoa. Mine over here blown. blown. Because you're, you're saying words that are really, really specific and there's a reason for it. So that, you know, these are courtroom words. Mm-hmm. These are words that when it comes down to it, here's, here's yes. the struggle. Our contract was so thick. <laughs> It has to be. This is life changing for everybody. Yeah. You're actually you're actually creating another life that also has rights. So okay, so the flu shot was a big one, and then once we got further into the pregnancy, um, um, they wanted to have 
constant fetal monitoring Mm -hmm. because the mom had some medical issues, which is why she couldn't be, why she couldn't get pregnant. And so just in case the baby had some of those same things, they wanted to keep an eye on his heart. Because labor is stressful on a baby. Right. Yeah. But for me, I'm natural birther and I was like, wait, constant monitoring means I can't move. Yeah. (laughs) And I panicked. And so I think initial reaction was, I'll talk to you guys later. And I was just like, whatever. And so I talked to my midwife and she informed me of the wireless uh, monitors. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. We can do that. And then I forgot too, when they got here, because at this point I had never gone full term with a pregnancy. Um, My son was induced a week early because they thought he was too big. No, he no, wasn't. He wasn't. No. <laughs> and then my daughter, I was due July 2nd and had her June 30th. So, I mean, I was almost a 40, but I'd never quite hit 40. Right. So, for them. So, they were planning that. Right. So, they came in town 38 weeks, 38 and a half, 39. Because they wanted to be here. Because they wanted to be present. here. Yeah. I was about two weeks overdue. Oh. <laughs> so, that's a whole month. Yeah. So, it got. So, people were just staring at you for a month. Yes. And what are you doing for lunch? really intense. Because they were getting impatient, rightfully so, and anxious. Yeah, and I mean everything. Everything is riding on this. All moment. the things, and I'm just like, if you look at me like a ticking time bomb, <laughs> one more time. I, Brittany, <laughs> let's let's take a pause here. I don't think people understand. If you've never been pregnant, full term pregnant, not even full term. Let's let's back this up. Once you're yeah. 32 weeks pregnant, mm-hmm. all bets are off. You're not the same person. No. Your body is turning on you. <laughs> the The moon makes you angry. Just, Which way did the wind blow? Like, I'll, I'll fight somebody. <laughs> and the uh, the amount of emotions that is happening inside of your body and your entire team. So let's say that that is your partner. Let's say that it's your kids. Let's say that that's your doctor. Let's say it's your labor photographer for the times that I did that. My life. Now, mind you, I'm so far removed from the situation. If I was doing labor photography for somebody, I remember some nights just being so stressed out, looking at a calendar. God, I wish I knew when this baby was going to be here. I don't want to plan this, canceling things, not knowing, keeping people on pins and needles. So if I'm stressed out, (laughs) me, if I'm over here like, good gosh, this is rough. The person who has the kid in their body, who every time you go pee, you're like, was that a contraction? Or when you roll over and you get a twinge, was that a contraction? Am I in labor? Should I leave? Should I do? Should I go? Should I try? You can't sleep. You can't breathe. Everything pretty much hurts. Your body has turned against you. And now you, not only are you carrying someone else's baby, but you have them staring at you for a month, waiting for you to have a baby. They're anxious because they're like, what if, what if, because they're, they're worst case scenario at this point. Yes. Cause she, oh my gosh. She wants you to monitor and maybe we should go to the doctor and maybe we should yes. induce. And then she started reading things about how, oh, um, no. the maternal health rate, uh, or not maternal health rate, like the. Placenta. No. Oh, the what is it? Placenta. Infant mortality rate. The chance of a stillborn goes up the further are you past your due date, which depending on where you get your research depends on how that is worded. Right. Cause they won't tell you that. It, from 41 to 42 weeks, it goes up from 0.06 to 0.12. They won't tell you that. They'll just tell you that it it, it doubles. Yes. Of course it doubles. It's not <laughs> 1%, but it doubles. Yeah. Fun, right. fun so, times. Yeah. So we had, and it was so funny. That's where the natural birth came in because for her, the whole reason she is alive and functioning as well as she is is because of medical interventions. Oh, no. And so she has very strong stock in Medicine always works and inductions and trust the doctors. And I have the experience of I almost died listening to my OB that gave me wrong advice at the time. Wow. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." 
let's let's and you both have this baby's best interest at heart right and then so yeah it, that got a little a little dicey but um clearly because they what was it i think at 41 mm-hmm. in a couple of days they were like we need to do an induction i was like i don't want to do an i don't want to do that was, pass yeah so we kind of, we butted heads a little bit, but we, what we ended up doing is we ended up setting steps in place. Yeah. Like, okay, so if I haven't gone into labor by 41 in five days, mm-hmm. we will sweep the membranes. If gotcha. I haven't gone by 41 in six days, we'll do this. So you're, so you're giving as much as they're giving. You're taking just as much as they're taking. Right. But at the time, if you asked either one of us, probably would have told you that she's not giving, he's not giving, or they're not doing this, or she's not doing Everybody's that. Everybody's feeling. If you would have asked us in that moment, it probably would not have been pleasant responses. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it ended up it ended up working out because, what was it, 41 in a couple of days, Um, I went in, my midwife swept my membranes for me, and she was like, well, I can stretch you to nine. I was like, well, don't tell them that because I'm hungry. Oh. <laughs> and if you tell them, they won't let me go out to eat. <laughs> So we're just going to say as at four. Okay? Yeah. yeah. There you <laughs> to go. this day, I felt bad about this, but I've talked to them. I've come clean. They know. And it's fine. <laughs> now that we're removed from the situation, everything's different yeah. outside of the labor. Great. Everything. But yeah, so I ended up, I was in labor. We went to Cracker Barrel. I had some food, walked around the walking track, and then Boom. went ahead and walked into Clark Memorial to register and all that fun jazz. And they, my midwife told me that if my water hadn't broke by the time she got off, to let her know when she'd come over and break it for me. Yeah. So she came over and she broke my water around 4.30. 45 minutes later, I had their kid. Boom. Like, it was, it was a done deal. So we got to avoid Pitocin. They had a healthy baby. And you got to eat Cracker Barrel. natural birth. Yes, and I had Cracker Barrel. So it all, <laughs> all's well that ends well. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. So, okay, this this did end up being a all's well that ends well situation. Yeah, was, this ended up being, you know, an ideal situation between you getting what it was you needed to make this happen for them. They got what they needed to do to feel comfortable mentally and emotionally and to have the best interest of their child. And so even then when you said 45 minutes later I had their child, it was such a natural response to say their child. With being a surrogate, from the moment you make that decision, especially as just a gestational car- carrier, is there ever that weird crossover not for me. Right. And again, that's very personal. Depends on who you are and what's going on in your life. For me personally, I did not want another child. It was always there. I was like. And I mean, it's always their baby. Yeah. But is there ever like, it, after you had this baby, because now you've got all these postpartum hormones and your milk Honestly, comes in. the only thing, and Clark was really sweet. They ended up putting them in a room adjacent to me. So they were across the hall. So I would pump and literally just shuffle across the room and hand them syringes full of milk. Colostrum and milk. I was like, here. <laughs> and I'd shuffle back. Yeah. <laughs> But the only thing, hindsight 2020, that I would have done is probably given um, Cyril Baby just a couple more cuddles. Yeah. But their family was in, and their, and I knew from talking to them that their parents were kind of on edge. About the whole surrogacy thing yes, anyway. because there was recently a story that broke in, in their state about a surrogate that didn't want to give up the baby. And so I didn't want them to view my cuddling this newborn as me wanting to keep him. Yeah. So I was very kind of, I was more standoffish than I think I would have been, yeah. but I wanted again to make sure everybody else was comfortable. Yeah. Do I regret it? No. But yeah. if I were to have changed it, you know, he was cuddled, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was cuddled. It was just, if I were to have changed anything, I might've held him a little bit longer and just kind of looked at him and be like, I made you kind of, yeah, that's pretty awesome. A little skin to skin. Right. That's it. Keep his temperature. But I, and I did, I made sure, cause I was very adamant that I wanted them to have skin to skin immediately. They were in the room with me the whole time. Oh wow. They stayed up here. Which is, but still, <laughs> I mean, you can say stay behind your head if you want to. Yeah. The truth of the matter is once you're in stirrups, it don't matter. Or once you're, even if you're in natural birth and you're not in stirrups, 
any t- there's there's no modesty in a labor room. No, there's just not. But it's you so keep funny. behind a curtain. There's no modesty for me. There really was, and everybody oh. laughs about this because this I had a I had a labor dress that I wore, and I remember turning it over to my side, and I could like feel a breeze, and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh that's my butt. So I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. like tugging at everything, and every natural birth class I've gone to, and every natural birth professional, you're like, oh. You're going to be naked at some yeah, point. Yeah, they're like, modesty goes out the window. And I'm like, it really didn't. Like, I was still adjusting But the situation is different. This is different. Literally up until about two seconds before I pushed him out. <laughs> I was like, no, it's okay. You don't, no, mm-mm. But this is, gonna... this is not as intimate of an experience if it's you and your partner. So I can right. understand that. Even in the midst of, you know, feeling like you're getting hit by a train, <laughs> you're still like, cover my butt. I'm like, please don't let them see my naked behind. <laughs> It's not cute. That's amazing. But yeah, like, and he was great. He stayed sitting in a corner, which I remember some of this, but we did have a doula that took pictures for us as Mm -hmm. well. So I have pictures. And the mom was right by my side, giving me water through a straw, giving me ice. It was an amazing experience. And I do, I feel like more women, if they would kind of do the research into it for themselves, they will find out. Because you don't, you don't have to agree to anything you don't want to. Yeah. It's the best case scenario. Yeah. Set your boundaries, what you are comfortable with. And if someone matches with you, then someone matches with you. If they don't, then they don't. Yeah. Like it's, I just think that. You don't have to move and flex or give up or anything. You you find what you find. Right. And if you're willing to make concessions to certain things, then cool. But if not, you don't have to worry about it. Right. Like everybody has a little bit of give and take, but you have to know what you're willing to give and take on. Perfect. Um, How connected do you feel to their child? I mean, he's adorable, <laughs> but I don't, I'm like, yeah. hi. It's so funny. So we FaceTime every year on his birthday. Cute. And he's always, I tell him happy birthday. I usually send him a couple of gifts. And um, he always tells me, thank you, Miss Brittany, for carrying me in your belly. And it's so sweet. So it's like your friend's baby. Right. But now it's so funny because we don't FaceTime all that often. I'm like that weird aunt. He's like, why am I talking to her? Because <laughs> he's old enough. So he's going to get to that point at like eight. And he's going to be like, hey, yeah. this is weird. <laughs> He's, and they and I love the fact that they've always been very open with him on everything because he's six now, turning yeah. six, yeah. But um, they, he's FaceTime me on my birthday. I FaceTime him on his birthday. We chat here and there just depending on what's going on in everyone's lives. But And we're friends on Facebook, so I get to see all the updates. And it was, yeah, I, I love keeping up with them, but do I ever feel like, oh, that's my kid? Mm-mm. No, not even a little bit. And in those first couple of weeks, you didn't feel like, you may have, I don't know. Um, did you ever feel like a weird like pregnancy loss? Like I didn't, you, honestly. Okay. The best way I've described it or read it described, and I kind of latched to it, is being let go from a really amazing job, but not for anybody's fault. Like you have this job that you absolutely adore, but then it just kind of comes to an end. You were let go. Not yeah. because you did anything wrong. It was just that job. It was tar- just. It was almost like was being hired for a seasonal. <laughs> yeah. This is your seasonal job. Target is now hired for a seasonal <laughs> position uh, of surrogacy. Uh, no, and that it would was. Be it was just like, so you got let go from this amazing job. It was nobody's fault. But then you, it was like. Everybody knew it was going to end. Right. It's like, what do you do with those emotions? And so I kept some of them to myself just because I felt like everybody around me was assuming it was because I lost a child. And I was like, no. no. He's not <laughs> only like, very much alive, he was already theirs. Right. Like, I had not even a millisecond of a thought of, oh, I just gave up my baby. Like, yeah. never. It was just, that was really awesome. <laughs> I've just always part. wondered about the the mix of logic, yeah. reality, and just the beauty of the emotions that happen when you have a baby naturally because of how your body tries to, you know, latch you to a kid. Yeah. 
Because your body does that without subconsciously. Like you see a baby, you put it on your body. There is a connection that happens. Your body is hardwired to this kid. Now it's not genetically yours, so I think that makes a huge difference. I, I really do too. At least for me. Maybe it. Maybe it because he went skin to skin with his, you know, actual physical biological mom. Yep. That connection happened with her, and you were the conduit for that. That is incredible. It was amazing. They were side by side. Um, he was only on my belly long enough for them to clean them up a little bit, and he went straight to mama. Yes. And dad got to cut the cord, and they had great. everything. They had yeah. everything because you were able to give them that. And that's what I wanted. And it was <laughs> so my midwife knew obviously everything that was going on, but I think they switched shifts or something right before I had them. So the new nurses coming in thought it was an adoption, and that so she was trying to rush the oh. family out of the room because she thought I didn't want to see. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> bring yeah, them bring back, back in. Back. I was yeah. like, this is what this whole thing was for, so I could see them with their baby. Yeah, like, that's the validation. Yeah, I was like, don't, no, 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 And so, yeah, it was all well, good, and fun, but it was just, yeah, it was an amazing thing. Hats off. And I don't, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, even our two minor or three minor bumps in the road, hindsight 2020, we had an amazing journey. If those were the only things that we were kind of like, yeah. Hey, yeah. Like, yeah, I got sick after the flu shot, like I knew I would. <laughs> But it's fine. <laughs> like, I'll swell that into it. It was really a great thing. And I did. I Not for a millisecond did I wonder, oh, All I right. gave up my baby. Only thing I hated was that postpartum body. And I had Ooh, no baby. Honey. I was like, Got that whole tire swing and nothing to blame I it know, on. I really wanted to, like, wear a sign that said I just had a baby. It's just <laughs> promise. Like, I promise I, I like, had a baby. It, it's such a, it's more of a vain thing than. But still, postpartum bodies <laughs> are real it. petty, too. If you I, think about it. <laughs> like, you had this body all these years. You have a baby. Your body's like. Yeah. Like, like it's no. what you feel. You feel like, you know, you know, you blow up a balloon more than twice. <laughs> And you keep and letting the, the air out. And then the balloon. Because you know when you get a balloon, it's all nice and, yes. nice and snug and it looks like a balloon. And then all of a sudden it just starts to look like a sad raindrop. <laughs> you're sad like, ooh. Raindrop. And like you blow it up the third time and it's like, girl. Like, we're done. Here's the deal. <laughs> we can only hold and so all much. The Woo! The wrinkles stay even with air in it. That's it's, when you know. It's all bad. This so that was like. If I were to think of any, like, I guess emotional thing, it was just like, I really wish I could have walked around with a sign that I'd said, because I'd said something about baby weight, and people were looking at my now two-year-old like, uh-huh. Mm. I'm like, no, not no, that like, one. Like, I promise you there's a baby. Like, there was another one. Like, <laughs> That's <it>. amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, first of all, hats off, and I know you you're not, you didn't do the, the congratulations or the kudos or the high fives, but to be honest with you, Brittany, like, that level of sacrifice is not something that everyone can do, not only, because you, it wasn't just you. Like, not only did you take your body and genuinely give it to someone, but you took time away from your children, you took time away from your life, from your job, from your personal pursuits, you took time away from drinking alcohol, and you were like, hey, there is someone in need, let me stand in the gap of their need. That is the type of thing to where, in any situation, if more people could just take a second remove themselves, see the need, be the need, we would be better people. So thank you for contributing to the world in a way that said, I see a need and I'm going to fill it. I loved it. And That's I do. Huge. Like I said, I think more people should and could. Yeah, that makes do sense. It. It's like, I will say, I always tell people you have to be in it for more than the money because That's facts. there's so much more that goes into it. You can do all the research in the world, but just because they're cutting you a check like think of, like you said what is the price tag that would be acceptable for you yeah. <laughs> to put Figure your body through and like most of the time depending on the area a first-time surrogate can make anywhere from 15 to 30 like thousand that's what is yeah. compensated that widespread but it also depends on your area so being in a not so highly populated area where surrogacy is run of the mill mm-hmm. it's not as much and if you're an experienced surrogate it can be more but it's just like this wide gamut but you have to think not only the pregnancy the IVF you do right before it 
which IVF is a beast. Oh my god! Yeah, trying to get your ba- I, trying to get your baby your body to have a baby into a tube, not simple. No, and then especially because we did what they call a fresh transfer, so we had to line our cycles up across state lines. <laughs> they had to stop my period, make it line up with hers, and then once we were lined get up, get whatever eggs they could get from her yep, immediately. They put had them into to your uterus. stop me from ovulating. Get her eggs. Oh my gosh! And then they had to stop you from ovulating. Into thinking it did ovulate, so it didn't reject the eggs once they were in. Science is amazing. Yeah, and like full stop. Scientists, y'all are out here (laughs) winning. Yeah, the fact that we can do that. Yeah, it's insane. But yeah, you have to give yourself shots daily. So do they make you? Okay, so here's here here we go. (laughs) Do they make you do some type of genetic testing while you're really really early just to make sure that you didn't ovulate? You didn't have some weird loose egg. Like how do they make sure? They do what they do is they um they don't do genetic testing on that, but what they will do is like you have to sign a thing like not to, especially if you have a partner, you're not allowed to have sex for like X amount of weeks before (laughs) your transfer just to make sure (laughs) nobody accidentally has the wrong kiddo. And then there's even a thing in the contract that if it comes to the light that it is, you have to pay back all the money that you have been compensated. Of course you do. Yeah, like it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's in there. <laughs> that's ba- that's bananas. I didn't even think about that part until right the second. Yeah. And again, for me at the time, me and my now ex were already kind she of She was like, I'm out. good with that. So yeah, well, I'm we good weren't with that. having sex anyway. Jeez. So it was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Sign <laughs> on the dot line. <laughs> it's not affecting my life. Oh my gosh, that's bananas. That is bananas. <laughs> Well, we're going to move on to our break real fast. And what we do here is we just talk a little bit about, you know, life here in the Fisher Thompson household. I always think it's hilarious. I have so many Facebook friends who are like, girl, your life is hilarious. It's not. It's insane. Like, my life is insane. (laughs) So do you happen to have, like, is there anything that I've written about these crazy kids or my crazy life that you're like, every time I think of Kanisha, I think of this story. I don't have any one story. I just, they always make me laugh. (laughs) I also, I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. (laughs) I'm over here making it. Yeah, being being parents of kids is there's you never get to be great again. That's what I've realized. <laughs> That's what I've realized. You never get to be great. A lot of people saw where I made. I was thinking about this the other day. A lot of people saw where I made the Christmas gift card trees. Did you see these? Mm-mm. So my kids are bottom age, twelve. Oldest just turned seventeen. So with that, we're getting to that point where you don't just what do you do with Christmas presents? How do you buy Christmas presents anymore? So me and all of my creativity, I'm like, I'm going to make little Christmas trees out of felt that you can stick gift cards in. Cause I just wanted a cute oh. presentation. I'm about presentation. Yeah. I think presentation is important. So I make all these cute little trees and I put their little names on them and they've got gift card pockets and you put them all in there. I probably should have done this like five years ago if I really wanted it to go over so I never really updated anybody because I was real butthurt a little bit because my kids get up and they're like okay gift card one two three four five and like they were like that was nice thanks appreciate it but the trees like it was all me I don't even know if I'm putting back up last year I kind of got my feelings hurt a little bit (laughs) but like I'm realizing that there's things that you do when your kids are smaller uh, and they go oh my gosh that is so good thanks mom and then they get older and they're like why did you another situation we go on vacation we took our kids on this big huge cruise you know and I'm 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 that parent you have to understand that not everybody gets to do this there's kids that'll never have this experience blah 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 so what I didn't know was when you're on a cruise ship you don't get your passport stamped devastated what you hear me I was devastated I was not prepared for that so I was like wait a minute I'm taking all these fools across the country, across all these great lands. And yeah. I'm thinking, that's the cool thing. You get a stamp in your passport. You can show me where you've yeah. been. 
Nah, fam. Because customs comes onto the boat and clears the entire boat. So you have, once you signed up with the um, cruise line that you're on and you gave them all of your information, it's kind of like getting a, a, a digital stamp because the boat gets stamped. Exactly. The face that you're making right now is exactly how I feel. I'd be like, nah, fam, you're not cheating me out of this. I need my stamp. I need Because it, it, it proves I was somewhere. So here's what Kenesha does. So I'm like, okay, let me research the places we're going and see if there's a way to get a passport stamp. So I'm doing all this research, and we went to Grand Cayman, we went to Jamaica, and we went to um, Cozumel, Mexico. So I know right. that if you go to Cozumel, you got to go to the this. So I do all this footwork to make sure that my <laughs> kids get these stamps. Can't get one stamp. Immigration doesn't show up here one day. This place doesn't give them out anymore. I'm devastated. So on the third trip, when I'm just like, we have to get a stamp. We have to get a stamp in Mexico. We have no other choice. One of my kids looks at me. He goes, why is this such a big deal to you? <laughs> so it's, it's genuine. Like, the Christmas trees hadn't even happened. I didn't even realize the level of devastation I was about to have. But I was like, well, it's a big deal because it's your first passport stamp. You hadn't been out of the country yet. It's so important. He's like, I mean, we're on vacation. We knew we went. It's such are a you joking thing. are you joking I was like you know what fine fine take your stupid empty passports I don't care so I'm in my feelings yeah so I think I, I'm getting to this point where I'm realizing sometimes we craft like experiences and emotions for our kids and they don't care I am that way I'm I not prepared so bad at that I'm not prepared I've had to start trying to I don't want to say lower expectations but not set myself up for failure right like okay why are you doing all this? Like, and then is I it start, for you? Right. Is it for you or is it for them? And then I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I just do too much for them and they're too spoiled. They don't understand good when it has it. <laughs> I just won't do anything. And then the, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, you, I don't know. So I guess I have to kind of figure out what really kind of, as they get older and things aren't as shiny and new and pretty and cool and spectacular, like, where's the real emotion? Because teenage emotions are dumb. Yeah, they're dumb. I'm not oh, ready thanks, for mom. It. I'm thanks, not mom. Ready. I'm over it. Everybody smells. Everybody's got facial hair. I don't like anybody. I'm over here just like, I'm not an emotional human being. But these cats are playing me to the left, and I don't know how I feel about it. So <laughs> that's the realization we've had here in the Fisher-Thompson household. So now I'm going to ask you a couple of really quick questions. Okay. These are the would-you-rathers. Oh. Because this is going to be this fun. game, and I'm horrible. Oh, wrong person. <laughs> I know. He's like, would you? And I just look at him. I'm like, I'm not. Why? All right. So I will try. <laughs> Brittany Franks, would you rather have one best friend who's the only person you can talk to on a regular basis about anything or 100 acquaintances, but you're not really sure how close your relationship is? Oh, that sucks. It does. Oh, I love it. Because I have like. You're going to have a whole panic attack right now. I am because okay. I can't have just one Like, because I have two. Your friends aren't, aren't, aren't Lay's potato chips, okay? No. <laughs> so which one are you going to um, have? You're going to keep that one bestie that you just wear out for the rest of your life? I have a loophole. There's no loophole. There is. You're not going to loophole this. There is. Okay. I can have acquaintances, but I will have a husband. Husband doesn't technically qualify as a best friend, even though he is. Because his title is husband, not best friend. You're petty. I will have. Fine. (laughs) Keep your husband. Keep your husband friend. Your husfriend. You keep him. That's my loophole. I'll have acquaintances as long as I can. You're not. If you loophole all five of these, I'm going to put you out. <laughs> I will try not to, but that one I could. That's fair. I have, that's fair. I have you have a ton friends. of really good friends. I have like two really close friends, and we have a group chat that's been going for years. Mm-hmm. And like, I've known one of them since I was four, the other one since I was like six. Mm-hmm. So I can't. You I can't. Like, you can't. You can't. No, you're okay. not going to be able to choose no. one. No. I was like, I have to have them. That's like, fair. They're both. They just have to be them. acquaintances. But like, act like you don't know me. Right. That's fair. All right. Would you rather be able to run at 100 miles an hour or 
fly at 10 miles an hour? Uh, fly, because I think it'd be prettier. I love that you said the word prettier there. I, that's not <laughs> in any way, shape, or form the adjective I would have gone with. Well, because you can see things, and I think it'd be prettier. But I love that like, prettier is the one you went. <laughs> it, um, crazy view, um, impressive. Like, I get pretty, but it's, I, I just, it just shocked me that's the one you went with. And I would rather fly, too. Because, I mean, I can run maybe at, like, four miles an hour, stumbling, sweating, and having an asthma attack. Yeah, I was like, I don't run. I have asthma. <laughs> Yet again, shout out to the team inhalers. Apparently, <laughs> yes. that's all I interview is people with inhalers. We should all get together and have lunch um, somewhere where there's air conditioning and humidifiers. Yes, always with good airflow. Fantastic. All right, so um, would you rather be able to read minds or predict the future? Probably read minds. I always wonder what people are thinking. Me too. Usually because I feel like I'm on their nerves. So <laughs> I just want to make sure. Do I annoy you? Yeah, I'm like, am I? I'm on 100% her on her nerves. She probably <laughs> wants me to leave. I'm going to stop talking, but I can't stop talking because then this will get weird. Oh my God, that's like my total internal monologue Listen, at all times. Us extroverts, we don't know how to shut up, but we always think we should, but we don't because you all won't start talking. If everybody right. was just talking around extroverts, we'd probably be quieter. Mm-hmm. It's a setup. All right, would you rather... Have to go to jail for something you didn't do for 10 years or be in a coma for 20? That just sucks, doesn't it? I think I'd choose a coma just because I don't think I'd do well in jail. At least I'm, I'm in a coma and nobody's going to bother me. Like, I'm just, well, well I mean, hold on. Hold on. Stories you, in the news. you just saw that story <laughs> in the news, fam. <laughs> you might wake up and have a 12 year old. <laughs> That's jacked. God, he needs so to bad. be beat with a stick. Yeah, and go to jail for multiple years with <laughs> other people who will beat him with things. Like, first of all, bro, let's be real. Like, you really not getting any play at all? Right. Like, I have like, so You many have so many other that. options. So many. Like, Hopefully. Yeah. And even still, that's still a really crap option that you took. Right. And now this, now this and family. How did nobody so, notice? Can we talk about How that? do you stay pregnant for nine months? And nobody didn't notice you didn't like, have a cycle? Not only, not only not a cycle. Nope. Don't even go there. Because, you know, there's numerous reasons why right. you might not have a cycle. I had an ablation. I, I don't have a cycle. Fine. But, fam, you just, what, you think she got a tumor and nobody like, needed to call a doctor? That will ne- How did this happen? I will never understand, like, because, I mean, I show. I show in my kneecap. Like, <laughs> from my from my neck to my kneecaps, I'm pregnant. I look like, I look like, I look like the sun rising. <laughs> and it's early, too. Like, 12 weeks, they're like, oh, God, you yeah, about to deliver? I no. Was, I couldn't keep it, especially this time, a secret. This child is like, the size of a lime. Yeah. I'm, I'm the like, size of Antarctica. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Hashtag truth. <laughs> Hashtag know? just deal with it. Are you, are, you, are you sure there's one? I will throat punch you. First of all, you know what's great is when there's just when there's more than one and people ask you that. Oh. You sure you only have one? Actually, there's two. But if there wasn't, wouldn't you feel bad right now? Oh. Yeah. I, was like, I literally was just shopping yesterday. Or no, last weekend. I said yesterday, the Lord. It's okay. It was sorry. last weekend. And um, the lady was talking to me, and she was telling me what things were clearanced at Walmart. And I was like, okay, awesome, thanks. She's like, oh, well. When's your due date? How far along are you? I was like, oh, like 31 weeks. I've got like nine-ish left. She goes, wow, you're big. Like, <sighs> Thanks. Being pregnant with two babies and being in a wheelchair for three months, separate <sighs> removed from having pelvic surgery, will make you realize how absolutely ridiculous people are. People say and do things to you, they really should think twice. Yeah. And like, thankfully, it doesn't necessarily bother me because I am quite aware of my size. But I always still have this innate, like, I knee-jerk want to say, well, I've only gained X amount mm. of pounds. Or you try to I justify only... something that is not their business. Right, like, oh, this is the fourth time I've been pregnant, so. But I'm like, I don't. 
But either way, shut up. Right. It's like, it doesn't necessarily bother me, but then I still feel like compelled to like defend it. I'm like, disclaimer, Brittany Franks absolutely look amazing oh, in her 31 weeks of pregnancy. You're just over here, just radiating mom. You're killing the game. So if you want me to, I'll find a lady in Walmart and, you know, I can beat her with a tube sock full of oranges if you want me to. All right. So last, would you rather, would you rather only be able to drink water for the rest of your life or only be able to eat salad? So you can drink water, but you can eat whatever you want. I'm going to drink water. Do I get the flavor things? No. Stop disclaimering and loopholing all of my senses. Because it's still water. No. It's not still water. It's then juice. No, it's Okay, fine. You know what? I'm done with you. All right. So we're going to jump into your second topic because we killed that first topic. Like, that could have been a whole show. Oh, yay. Um, So we're going to just go into our second topic, which is long-distance relationships. I've never been in a long-distance relationship. Probably good because I'm ridiculously impatient and I don't pay attention and I kind of like attention a little too much yeah which are all things that I would have probably said about myself before I had my (laughs) before I was in a long distance relationship all right so we're going to like fast track this tell me in three minutes how in the world you ended up in a long distance relationship with your now husband um I I love the idea of pen pals but Mm -hmm. I am not patient so the whole like waiting for snail mail wasn't Mm -hmm. my style so at the time Yahoo had profiles age there (laughs) because now (laughs) Yahoo Messenger isn't even around yeah they took that off yeah so anyway I randomly sent him a message that said hi because I saw on his profile he was from England I was like oh that's cool we played tag back and forth for a little while finally connected started talking and the man became my best friend and then I was also going through a divorce and he ended up being the person who would ask me how my day was and I yeah. wouldn't lie. Yeah. Everybody else around me I'd kind of lie to because didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, didn't want to talk smack about the wrong person to the wrong person. And Facts. Get back. So I was like, you're on a whole other continent. You don't know none of these folks. Yeah. Let, Let me, me tell, tell you how you. terrible this <laughs> is. <laughs> Let me tell you how mad I am at this person, this person, and this person. Yeah. And he listened all the time and he was awesome. And yeah, we were, gosh, I think a year or so just messaging back and forth as friends. Hey. And then even at one point, I remember exactly where I was. I don't remember the time, but I just remember I was at my mom's house. We were at a family function or something, and mm-hmm. I went down to the basement to get away from everybody and was messaging him. And he wrote me something. I told him I was stressing out about X, Y, and Z, and he sent me a message. And I was just like, oh, he'd be the perfect boyfriend. And I was like, shut up. He's in freaking England. Like, move on. So you completely dismissed the idea. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't even on my and You all have been radar. besties for how long now? couple months at this point I think it yeah maybe a little it wasn't quite a year but it was getting on to it so like eight months nine months something like that mm-hmm. been talking so the natural progression of a relationship that's long distance is obviously takes a little longer because you yeah. don't have that person-to-person interaction especially because I will also say the caveat with mine we weren't going out with intentions to have a relationship yeah he just messaged randomly messaged person. him literally out of the blue and said hi the world is insane I yeah. love it. <laughs> so we went back and forth, and then my divorce was finalized, and the dust kind of settled from that, and we were talking one day. He was like, I have holiday coming up. I think I'm going to come see you. Huh? Um, disclaimer, holiday in the UK and Great Britain means vacation. Continue. Yes. <laughs> so I was just like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean you're going to come see me? Like, And mind you, we're in Kentucky, right? Yeah. This is not vacation tourism spot. It's not like I live in New York. it's Derby. Yeah. I mean, it's the first weekend in May. Come through. Right. Yeah. Any other time. You Why? don't want to be here. Right. We're known and for our beautiful beautiful horses and fast women. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Keep going. But yeah, so, and then in my head, I'm all freaking out because I'm so open with this man because I thought I would never, ever see him. Oh. 
Oh, you didn't set yourself up, yeah. fam. Yeah, like, I mean, mm. he knew every skeleton in my closet. And also, as okay, as a woman and mom, postpartum bod, we talked about that briefly. Because you actually, carried somebody else's baby. Yeah, so he's the only man who probably saw my stomach post three babies because I sent him, I was getting ready to get really into fitness and working out. And I was like, I'll send him my before. So literally me and my yoga pants. So you can't even lie. Get all out, like just. You can't even like put the body shaper on no. scene for the first time because you didn't put the pictures out yeah. there. Genius. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when I tell you, there was not even the slightest thought mm. that a relationship would happen. Mm. This was just my friend. Just some random guy from overseas. Yeah. And I was like, well. Shit gets, sorry, You're I like, shit gets real. I was like, if we don't like it, I'll just ghost him. It's a lot easier. When it's, he's on it. it's, it's easier when he's on another continent. Yeah. So like it never oh, once crossed my mind that this, this could be an actual thing. Cause it was just like, well, hey. if it gets weirder, if he's like, oh my God, that's disgusting. Like, well, we just won't talk no more. Boom. Like, Boom. Done. But either way. Yeah. Vacation's coming. <laughs> so, yeah. So this then when great. he started talking about coming over, I was like, well, Why? no don't do that mm. so I tried to talk him out of it for probably a good three months <laughs> and he was like I'm gonna come over I was like okay fine so then at this point I had told like I'm trying to think right before he said he was coming over we had kind of gotten a little more than friends but mm. again you're on different continents yeah you could do that right you're like we okay fun times but then Right around, right after I think he said he was coming over, we both were like, okay, look, I'm going to make a conscious effort not to sleep with nobody. You make a conscious effort not to sleep with nobody. Ooh. Now all of a sudden we're... Right. So, so <laughs> saying that sentence basically was like, will you go out with me? Check yes or no. We kind of had that. Essentially. I will say he was really sweet because he is so very British. But like later, it was May, yeah, 525. 525, he asked me if I would be his girl. Like, that's adorable. Isn't it so... That's kind of adorable. Right? So, yeah. He asked me if I would be his girl. And I was like, okay, yeah. So then we start planning for his vacation, which also meant I had to tell people. I was... Cause I said, hey, P.S., I have a boyfriend. Uh, you've never met him. I don't know <laughs> that you think he's real. He's actually going to come visit me. Trust me. Trust me. We have dates. Uh, he's from England. I've actually never seen him before. So, yeah, you sound crazy. I, right? Yeah. That's why I never All told your friends are like, anybody about him. Okay. <laughs> Brittany, you good? Yeah, like I did not tell anybody about him until right before he came over because I was just like, <laughs> I would have <laughs> Nobody's going to believe if me. If I was your friend, I'm telling you right now, we would not have been friends anymore because you would have been so mad at me. Right. Because I'd be like, what about invisible? What about invisible boyfriend? How's you doing? You'd be like, shut up, Kanisha. I would have rode that like Pat Day does on the first Saturday in May. I'd have gave it to you. Be like, you got a whole boyfriend though? For yeah, real? Really? Really? For real? Yeah, like you know, make him a spotted tea looking. I'd have been ignorant, <laughs> ignorant. You'd have been he. You'd be like, don't talk to me anymore. Like, I'd be like, fine. Go no, talk like, to your invisible boyfriend. I'd have been bad. <laughs> I'd have been so. T- I'm sorry. I'm. I'm apologizing. It wasn't even me that you nope. were friends with, but I'd have been bad. Yeah, like the very first time I think I told one of my mm. best friends I was just talking about earlier that I couldn't choose between. We <laughs> and don't judge here. We were leaving a Backstreet Boys concert, and <laughs> I, I'm team in sync. So you know I mean, I'm going to judge for that, but I'm not going to judge you by how, how okay. old you are, obviously. Okay, but but yeah. So we were leaving the concert. And we were stuck in traffic, and I was like, oh, I'll Facetime Lee. <laughs> so, that was the first time my friend had ever. She probably thought you put somebody up to it. Yeah, because I'd been like, where'd you find this cat with his accent? Tell him he was my boyfriend. I was just like, oh, my friend, because <laughs> like, I couldn't even get you the nerve say it out loud. to say. Yeah, because you sound nuts. But yeah. That's Basically. amazing. It's amazing. And you're just like, it's cool. Come on over. Yeah. What? Yeah. So you could have been, you could have been murdered. Uh, yeah. I put things in place though. Good. So I'm proud in of case. you. So. Just in case he come over and be like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. So okay. we had, um, 
and at the time I was living with my parents as well because I just divorced. That's facts. Yeah. So yeah, so it's all divorced, crazy. had two kids. I was living with my parents. So you're divorced. You're living with your two kids in your parents' house and you go, Hey, my internet boyfriend. Didn't from- even say my boyfriend. <laughs> I, I was so, so I didn't even tell my parents until he came in. Actually, Why are you insane? You listen. <laughs> I told other people though, so they knew where I was going and what was going on. So if they didn't hear from me or anything like that happened, like, look here, I'm paranoid too. But so, and we had even made, cause okay. The first visit was just supposed to be me and him figuring out if the chemistry that we had online right. worked in person. Cool. And then he was going to be here for a week. So if we realized that things were going well by the end of the week, maybe I'll introduce you to my kids. I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, Just as like this cat. Right. Yeah. Not, you're not my boyfriend. I don't know you you're for not real. You're nothing but a friend. It's not like you kids. can come over in two weeks. Right. So, yeah. I mean, let, so at least see them and see if they're like, ew, he's weird. Because then that gets weird. Yeah. Right. Because kids also have very good sense on that. Like Facts. That shit crazy. Don't, yeah. Hang don't on. do it. Sorry. No, you're fine. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We, I had things in place. I told... um my friends, like when he landed, I was like, okay, I'm going to meet him. This is the hotel he's staying at. This is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. That night I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to go to Waffle House with my friends. Kids are asleep. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Went to the airport to go pick him up. <laughs> I wish I could see my face. Like every, okay. So disclaimer, all of my really close friends know that I have zero facial control. And if you ever want to know how I really feel, I've probably already told you in my face. Brittany. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm lightweight envious though. Like I'm lightweight a little envious of just your absolute gonads to be like, oh, this will work out. Well, I will say so before and it was really funny. So I actually didn't even see a picture of him or anything until no, until right before he came over because I was like My face changed. Hold on. Yeah, no. No, not that not till he came over because I was okay. like, um, we should do more than just text each other. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to come over, we, so we started off making a few more phone calls, like mm-hmm. actual just phone calls. And then I was like. And the sound of his voice didn't make you want to throw up, so you're good. Yeah. Because that's a thing. British accent. It was lovely. Hey. <laughs> yeah. and then I was He's like, either going to okay. solve a murder mystery or like, <laughs> or he drives a Mini Cooper. Like, you could tell by, by his voice. Right. It's perfect. So then it was, okay, we've talked a little bit. He's seen my picture because, and you know this, as women, we take selfies far more than men do. Yeah. It's just a thing. And then even when they do take selfies, they're awkward. And if they're not It's always because they've shaved. Right. And if they're not awkward selfies, then you're wondering, why do you take good selfies? Right. Why do you take so many? Right. Do you have somebody else taking these? So, as a guy, like, he didn't, it was very, to me, it made sense that he's seen me before because I, like, took a picture. Oh, I went to see JT in concert. Look, I look cute. Yeah. I think that was actually the first picture you ever saw of me was going out to a GT concert. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. like, hey, about to get bangers and mash. Look at me. It didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. no. Makes sense. And so then we were like, okay, we should FaceTime so we can see each other. And it was also real time. There's no opportunity for, for you, you to catfish lie. me at this yeah. point because mm-hmm. it is real time. Because at this point, you genuinely have to start thinking, am I being catfished? Right. Because I was just like, mm, this is great, but what if it's not? <laughs> So, this is amazing. Yeah, we started FaceTiming, but yeah, I didn't even see him, like actual physical picture of him until after he had asked me to like be his girl. You're insane. I know. Yeah, okay. I, I know I've said that probably I more than I should out, have. because he's really cute. That helps. <laughs> and he's cute. But, he's got a British accent. So like, you were taking favor. some chances. I did. And honest to goodness, I tell him though, like, if we hadn't met how we did, I'm not sure we would have worked. worked because coming off of my divorce, I was very much okay with it just being me and my kids. 
And that's the other thing. Like, you have to understand, I believe that after I got divorced, like, my picky level and my level of that ain't going to fly was so high. Yeah, I was just so like, no. to just be like, sure, I'll be your girl. Can you let me know what you look like? Like, that just kind of goes against. <laughs> it does. But it was just kind of one of those things because, like, everything about him seemed so sweet. And then also not thinking into the future. I'm thinking, sure, sure. I'll be your girl. Like, you're really cute. sweet. This this is making me happy right now. Yeah. Things don't tend to make me happy. So you've been through a lot. We're going to roll with the happy. I'm roll with the happy. You should get a shirt that says that. And it should just, <laughs> it should have like some people on skates, just like rolling roll across, with roll with the happy. Yeah. We're about to be millionaires. So that's what I did. And so, yeah, when he came in, I let my friends know where I was going, when, and all this good stuff. So they knew exactly what flight he was on. Yeah. They knew what hotel we were, well, not we, but what we. hotel he was going to be staying in. Mm-hmm. All these things. And they knew if they hadn't heard from me by X amount of time, start panicking. Yeah. If they hadn't heard by this time, call the cops. Yeah. Like, we had plans. These, you have you have things in place. Right. So I was not stupid. No. I just was... Insane is different than stupid. <laughs> yes. You were not stupid. You were still insane, but you were safe. Yes. Okay. I'm there. So I went, I picked him up from the airport, and it was just so, our first meeting was so funny. I thought I would be more of the outrovert and like, oh, hey, da, da, da. But it was just like. What do we do? <laughs> this is weird. Do you want to pull our computers out and just sit next to each right, other and talk to the messenger? Like, uh, okay. But yeah, so we met and gave him a hug and a kiss at the airport, and I took him back to his hotel, and we actually laid in bed and just, he held me for a little that bit, and it was really sweet. offensively adorable. <laughs> like, that, you, you all sound like a romantic comedy that should be like Matthew McConaughey and Sandra Bullock. People have told but me like black people. so many times from our relationship. They were like, this is not real. And I'm like, Doesn't I know. Happen. Doesn't happen. But yeah, Didn't like, Jennifer Lopez make a movie about this? I don't remember. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, it was it was insane. And then we went to Waffle House. I took him to Waffle House after. I feel like anything that has House. breakfast food seems to be your thing. That's probably why you're here. Yeah. I was like, hey, pancakes, you like whatever you're offering. Because at this point, I mean, if you'll be some guy's boy, some guy's girlfriend that you've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I offered you pancakes. Whatever I was offering, this was pretty much low on the totem pole of risk. Hey, I've made it so far. I right. adore you. <laughs> we should do this regularly. I agree. But yeah, so, we went to Waffle House, and then his first week here ended up being amazing. Like, our connection was just as good in person as it was online. And so <laughs> he ended up meeting everybody that first trip. He wasn't supposed to meet anybody. But see, what happened was... uh-uh. Nope. Yep. Here it comes. <laughs> what happened was I had told my parents, like, oh, yeah, you remember my friend that I told you that I had that was in England? And he's visiting. So <laughs> my parents are like, what? Why is he here? Yeah, I was like, oh, well, he's just see me. Um, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't even you come can, there's up with nothing a good lie. I don't know. There was a conference. Yeah, I was like, I had no. Conference is the best excuse for anything. Because there's yep. no really real way to, like, prove that you might not be actually lying. So you just like, uh, there was a conference. Yeah. yeah was a conference. So I got to go to the conference. It got Can't do it. real awkward real fast. And it was really funny because my parents were like, who is this? What's going on? My dad made me take a picture of my now husband holding up his passport and send it to him. And he mm-hmm. was like, he looks like a baby. Are you sure that's the right person? <laughs> is he of age? Yeah. Because his, oh my God, his passport picture, he does. He looks 12. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, it's the same person. He just shaved. And my parents were like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so where they got are parents. you at? Yeah. And so I walked them through. I was like, yeah, so we're just hanging out and going to go to Mm-mm. Qdoba and yeah. asking all the questions. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it was hilarious. This I is got, amazing. I was getting calls from my mom, then calls from my dad, and then they come to find out they were both like sitting across from each other out to eat somewhere. I was like, why didn't you just speakerphone me? No. Like, why? No, they need to know. Yeah, so, yeah, it was hilarious. They hadn't met them or anything at that point. They were just like, if you're sure you're okay. I was like, yeah, I'm good. Come Kids on, good school. parents. We're yeah. <laughs> this is great. Oh, so then we um 
went to Qdoba because they don't have Qdoba there, and um, we got back to. You the were home. risking it all if there was no breakfast food. If right. you can't, if you can't talk over waffles, then yeah, you're really trying so to get to know him. One day we did. We went to Qdoba to go get lunch. Brought it back to the hotel. They got my order wrong, so we went back to Qdoba. And then by the time they got it all right, I realized what time it was, and I'm a mom. I was like, it's time for me to go get kids. All right. I don't have time to take you nowhere. Oh, crap. Well, we are going to meet my kids. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, like, everybody met him. Yeah. So, at the time, my grandma picked up my young, my oldest from for me from school. She would, because his school was walking distance from her house. So, she would walk to his house. That makes sense. Yeah. And they would walk back, and they spend a little time together. So, I picked him up from her. Then I go get my daughter, who was in a different preschool. Mm-hmm. So I get there. So he vaguely sees my grandma. And then my son hops in the car. And I'm like, so, Zachary, this is mommy's friend. <laughs> I introduce him. And he talks briefly. And I was like, where do you think he's from? Yeah. Because he has his accent. My little boy's like, Indiana? <laughs> yeah. Let me also say my son was in, like, first grade. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, no, he's in. And at the time, Cars 2 was out. I was like, he's from the place where, like, Big Benjamin is or what? He was like, oh. And got all excited. That's pretty cool. And then so we went to go pick up my daughter. And then I was like, well, Zoe, this is mommy's friend. Yeah. She, Hi. <laughs> Hi, mom's friend. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. But then it didn't end there. I had to go back to my parents' house because my daughter had dance and my son had soccer. So I had to go back to my mom's house, get them ready. He ended up meeting my parents, I think, that night. This is my, amazing. My little brother was still living at home, too. So he, they were like, he's in the house? What if he's ISIS? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> This is incredible. Like, it couldn't get there. If you tell me anything else, my head's going to explode. Yeah, so we went back and forth. This was a Friday night. Took Zachary to, or took my son to soccer, then took my daughter to dance, and then he got to meet my ex because it was my ex's mm. weekend. And I was like, all right, well, here's kids, and we're going to go. And the kids at this point have begged my now husband to come to their soccer game the next morning because they're just so fascinated. And so they're like, please, 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 please. He can't tell them I mean, no. he, what else is he going to do? Right. So now, instead of me having a kid-free weekend, I am now going to my kid's soccer game. <laughs> like, With your newly acquired um, vacationing English boyfriend. Yeah. That so he met somehow met everybody. My, ex, my ex-husband, my brother, because my brother was at the, at the soccer game. My mom and my dad were also at the soccer game, and my grandma. So he's met everybody. <sighs> and then my little brother comes up to me. He's like, hey, we're going to go to breakfast after. Can he come? Oh, gosh. What? He's got to be a pretty awesome guy, though, because it's it's nobody was like, this yeah. is weird. Like, he was so, just cool. Yeah, he ended up coming out to breakfast with us, and we all went out to breakfast as a family. So I was just like, this trip where you were supposed to meet, meet nobody but me, you have now met and gone to breakfast. Yeah, with everybody. Jeez. And so yeah, I'm was, a fan of this whole situation. It was an amazing first trip, and with that first trip, we decided like, okay, this is worth pursuing. We're gonna, we're gonna. Go ahead and go with this. And so, how, so he goes back, and now the it's it's completely different now. Yeah, like this is a completely different setup. Yes, you now are actually actively like, pursuing there a relationship. There's a thing. So we went back and forth from London. Well, he lived a little outside of London, but mm-hmm. essentially London to Louisville, two and a half years. Lot. He came over here more than I went over there. Because I have kids. I mean, you have kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. <clears throat> the and very first and time, if he wouldn't have understood that, then, I mean, that's obviously a non-negotiable. Right. And we talked about, and it's one of those things, because of our relationship being the way it was, we talked about a whole lot of things in that first visit. Because it's like, look here, if it's going to work, you have to know end game is, I can't move. Yeah. Like, you have to move. 
I can't. We got to shake this down right, right now. And he was like, no, that's fine. And so from the jump, we knew that he would end up coming over here. Like if everything London continues. To that's a huge lifestyle change. Right. Poor Girl, man. you must just be amazing. I mean, I tried to talk him out of it a couple times. <laughs> I was like, look, you're walking into crazy. That's okay. That's okay. He's like, down for the cause. would like to join the circus. I'm for <laughs> it. I am for all of this. Yeah. This is amazing. So we went, he came over here more than I went over there. Even my first time going over there, my, like, I know you were like, oh, good on your parents. You know, my mom lost her mind. Of course she when did. When I went to go over there, she was like, she, her whole mind. Yeah. Her whole Oh you my. have got to be kidding me. So yeah. She said that probably 50 times. Yeah. You've got to be out of your mind. Yeah, she's like, no, you don't need to do it. And I was like, and then what was it? I can't remember. But essentially she was talking about the cost of it. I was like, I know. I was like, but he's paying for it. She's like, Mm-mm. well, <laughs> she was just trying Mm-mm. to come up with anything, anything else. I was like, I love you, mom, but I'm going. I was yeah. like, I feel like I need to go over there. He's come over here. You met him. She's like, but I don't know anybody else over there. I was like, I know. It, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. So. And also coming from a family, my family doesn't travel at all. Do they go to Gatlinburg? That's no. a, okay, just checking. Because that's no. every, whenever somebody's like, yeah, my people, they, they, they don't travel. It's like, but they go to Gatlinburg every yeah, year. Yeah, no. My mom, yeah, no traveling at all. And the only traveling I ever did was with band. Like yeah. whenever we'd perform places mm-hmm. in softball. That was it. Band and softball tournaments. Otherwise, we're at home. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. So for so me, this is huge. Yeah. And I never had a passport. Never thought I'd need a passport. So this is, this is a completely different, this is a completely different life decision. Yes. Like everything you did from here on out went against everything that was normal for you. Yes. That's amazing. It, That's really great. It was nuts. And so I went over there and my trip over there was for like four days mm-hmm. and he ended up taking me like sightseeing in London and I got to meet his friends. I got to meet his parents and it was great. Like I absolutely adored it. And I did. I was like, if I didn't have children, I could totally see me coming over here. Yeah. But I've got children. Yeah. So we have to go back. But we made thing with long distance relationships, you both have got to commit hardcore to it. Yeah. Like you have to I know people say you make time in relationships anyway, but you have to like you have to schedule it, especially when there's a time difference involved. Because there was a five hour time difference between here and London. Somebody's getting up early, somebody's staying up late. <clears throat> he would take his lunch break every day at the same time at work to talk to me after I dropped the kids off on my way into work. That was like our scheduled chatting time without any interruptions and then he would because I would be working like I would get the kids and I don't really have a whole lot and you know this when you have small kids there's you might as well not talk to me until my kids are in the bed yeah but your kids in the bed put him at 1911 easily one or two in the morning yep and he has to go to work at like 7 a.m yeah so what we would do it would be a very few and far between that he would stay up after the kids went to bed but what he would do he would record me a good night message Every night. So right before he went to bed. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. Right before he went to bed, he would record me a goodnight message and send it to me. So I just, I just want to put this out here. Um, it, it's probably going to be a little judgmental. Everybody who's out here with these crap boyfriend and girlfriends <laughs> who don't remember your birthday, mess around and ride your car down to E, um, just, just treat you like, like you got a whole dude in another country knowing that you are over here being the best mom you can be, who has the the decency to say, I want to make sure that you know how I feel on a regular basis, and leaves you a... Is he a Disney prince? <laughs> he was. He's oh, my, my Disney gosh. Prince. This is almost sickening. I I'm like sorry. it way too much. <laughs> I like it way too much. All right. But, yeah, he would send me a goodnight message, and so he would send it to me before he would go to bed, and then after I got the kids to bed, I would listen to it before I went to sleep, and that was like... 
our little. That's incredible. That was our routine. And then he'd also usually send me a good morning, like, text. So I always had, like, a good morning and a couple of things when I would wake up. It was the amount of care. Yeah. That, that, that to me, means so much because I'm an active service of love language. Um, Real quick sidebar, if you have never taken the the five love languages test, I'm going to demand that you press pause, log on to the number five lovelanguages.com, take 10 minutes, and find out what your love language is. It makes all the difference in the world to how you communicate love to people because it tells you how you give and receive love. I am an acts of service person. And I think you should do it at different times in your relationship too. Consistently. Always do it. And they've got it for kids. You can find out how you give and receive love and it will make all the difference in the world in how you treat people and how people treat you. Being acts of service, that immediately resonates with me because Mm -hmm. that means that he stopped to think of what would work best for you. And for me, that is a non-negotiable. You can bring me flowers every single day of the week. You can tell me how smart or pretty I am or whatever. You can save your words, save your gifts, do something that means you are trying your best to do something for me that you know I would have to do without. That is huge. That and is for massive. him to do that is saying, I, re- I recognize the distance. I recognize the hurdles we already have. What I'm not going to do is negate the opportunity that I have to make sure you feel loved. That's huge. Ooh. I'd have married him then. Right? Like, that's what I tell people. I was like, yes, it seems crazy. And if you would but have it asked yeah. me if I would have ever been in a long-distance relationship, I would have told you, no. Yeah. Definitely not. They're stupid. But it worked for us. And like I said at the time, if I would have just met him and he would have, and that's the other thing too, he tells people all the time, he would have never had the courage to talk to me in person. Like if he had just randomly saw me, he would never came up and said hi to me, anything. He would have been too shy and just wouldn't have done it. This, this is, when you say stuff like, this is a match made in heaven, it's adorable. You all, this is, there's so many, just like with the surrogacy thing, there's so many things that should have prevented this from working. For it to work means that you all put the effort in up front to get what you needed to get out of this, and it's healthy for both of you. And I'm pretty pumped about this. Yeah, like, like, I mean, it's your marriage, but I'm still pretty pumped. I tell everybody he's probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. Hey, that's real. And he, like, yeah, so we, and we would also make, like, Pinterest it's a thing yeah we both made Pinterest accounts and would look at things that would help with the relationship because most of the things you see are for people like on deployment or Mm. for people like that are maybe separated at college but college love and adult love are a little different yeah just life just (laughs) life in general is so So different we would have to find things that worked for us and like for us every other weekend because I had joint custody with my ex Mm -hmm. every other weekend we would schedule a date night and date night for us meant finding something on Netflix which mind you Netflix in the UK and Netflix in America are totally different Netflixes. Mm. Don't have the same titles to choose from. So Fine. we had to Google a list of things that were in common. <laughs> but we got really good at hitting pause and start to make sure the sound lined up. And I would have an iPad set up next to me and watch the television so we could FaceTime each other and still watch a show together. So that was our date night. The love... <laughs> My dad came down once because I was in the basement of my parents' house. And he, and he immediately passed out from the level of sugar toxicity that rose in his like, system. Okay, Sheldon. I was like, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> You're a dork. Yeah, I was like, this is the only way we can do this. But you did it. Yeah, like, but you we, had did it. To, we had to set up times. And again, if y'all are out here with these bums next to you <laughs> and they can't do the decency of just being like, hey, you look nice. 
you should smack him across the face with a newspaper right now like yeah. a bad dog. Just bad husband, bad wife, yeah, bad like, girlfriend, bad boyfriend. All the things. That's like, ridiculous. We got into, we would find series that we know we could watch. This is two and a half years. Yeah. This is not no. six months. This is not four months of cuteness. This is when the cute had worn off. Yeah, and this went, is this is real. He came in town. The shortest trip either one of us ever made was him coming in town for my 30th birthday. Because I was all on my feels. And I was like, I don't want to be alone and turn 30. <laughs> like, I just couldn't imagine that was too much i was just like i can't no so he literally flew in for a weekend from london to louisville from london because he didn't have any more vacation time because he used up all of his vacation time on other trips to come see me and we had planned a christmas trip because it was supposed to be my first christmas without my kiddos like because mm. they were supposed to be with my ex that's a hard one yeah thankfully i haven't had to do it yet because yeah. somehow every year something comes up and mm. they don't go and i'm like okay yeah, that's it's fine. fine. But we purposely planned that Christmas trip so I wouldn't have to wake up Christmas morning alone. And but yeah, so he had already we had already mapped out our visits, but I did not want to be alone on my thirtieth birthday. So he flew in for a weekend. Wow. And Hats off. Right? Hats off. And then I have to brag on him a little bit too, because he spoiled me when he proposed because um he took me to Paris for a proposal. Of course he did. Yeah, right. Of course he did. <laughs> I think my husband took me to Mitchell's fish market. But you know, no difference. It's fine. <laughs> Like I tell people, I'm like, no when shade, I no recount shade. our relationship, I'm like, every bit of it, I'm like, is this real life? Like, does this happen? Mm-hmm. Like, he, um, because I think we were messaging one day, I was having a really crap day at work. I was like, I need you to cheer me up. Like, tell me something. Tell me something funny or tell me something good. What's going on? He's like, well, I just booked us a four-star resort in the middle of Paris for your next trip over. Uh-huh. A <laughs> this is great. This is great. This is a happiness <laughs> to me. My day has turned around. <laughs> like, So, yeah, we went, like, when he proposed, and again, we went back and forth for, I think, at that point, it was a year and a half before he proposed, maybe. Mm. But, yeah, we took a weekend. I stayed with him for a week. It was in the summer. I stayed with him for a little over a week. Went around London again. Oh, yeah, he took me to see Wicked in London because he learned, he knew that I liked musicals. And my first trip over, we saw that Wicked was there, but he didn't know anything about musicals. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, you have to get tickets in advance. Like, oh, imagine. You do. So, just a little bit. I mean, so you can't we, just roll up on Hamilton and be like, let me in. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so he found that out and figured it out. And so when I came back, he had got us tickets to go see Wicked. And so we saw Wicked in London, walked, did a few more things. And then that weekend, he took me for a weekend in Paris. And he had told me he had a surprise for me that day. And I was just like, he's called Propose. It's fine. Like, I know my surprises, mm-hmm. but it's still fine. Mm-hmm. But and also, we kind of knew, I knew the proposal was going to happen because being in a long-distance relationship, especially when it involves different countries, immigration is the thing. Yeah, you have <laughs> so, to start talking about that. Right. You have to figure out a timeline. Like, okay, what's the end game? I need a light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah. And so that's kind of where, so that's why I knew it was going to happen. Didn't know how, but I knew it was going to. That makes sense. So we were out walking. We did like the Arc de Triomphe and all this stuff. And near the Lovelock Bridge where that was, that's where he proposed. And it was really funny because he didn't even realize it was near the Lovelock Bridge. Oh, gosh. He's <laughs> so cute and so clueless. Right. This is amazing. <laughs> so he proposed. And then we instantly went and got a lock right after and put it on. And um, it was after they took the bridge down, but the the siding was still there. So mm-hmm. you couldn't actually go across the bridge with the locks. They put up different things, but on the side you still could do it. That's cute. So and then I was like, he said something about how we needed to get back to the hotel to change for the surprise. And I was like, there's more? There's more. Wait, there's more. Yeah, so he had bought us tickets to go to the Moulin Rouge because he had heard me talking about it. And, and this, this is so personal. Like, he's taking the time to know you. And that 
not. And it's probably because of the distance. He yeah, has to fine tune. had to communicate. That's what I tell people. I was like, we are really good at communicating. Some days not as good as others. But for the most part, we are insanely good at communicating because that's all we had. Yeah. We could text each other. We could occasionally call each other. We had FaceTimes here and there. But we had to be good with our words because say what you mean, mean what you say. So now you've got to deal with immigration. You, you've proposed. you figured out he has to move here. We knew this. We get a timeline. You've got so many windows, so many forms, so much paperwork. I'm telling what? you, they should make every soon-to-be-married couple fill out the amount of paperwork you fill out for immigration because I feel like there would be less divorces. Because yeah. if I had to do all this for my first husband, I wouldn't have done it. We wouldn't have got married. <laughs> so you already fill out how many forms? Mm. No. Like, and it was so funny because he printed out the forms and we filled them out on our ride back in from Paris, like mm. on the train from Paris to London, we were filling out immigration paperwork. So wow. romantic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty hot. So now, when did he come over? We finally got the green light from immigration and he was able to move over in April of, of 16. Okay. April of 16, he moved over. So this is three years. So y'all started in 13 or 14 or you started talking. We started talking and see, that's where it gets money for us too, because we're like, wait, we've been talking for so long. When did this become an official thing? Yeah. But I want to say it was about two years. So maybe 14. Yeah. 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 So when he moved over, we had applied for and got the K-1 fiance visa. Mm -hmm. And so once he entered the country, we had 90 days from the date that he entered the country to get married. So he had to move he, financially, emotionally, mentally, physically. You have to move from the country you've lived in your whole entire life, a completely different set of just daily day to day laws. You have to also save enough money to have whatever wedding you're going to have, or at least be ready to get married at the courthouse. Yes. And you have three months to do it. Yeah. Thankfully for us, like that trip when he came over for my birthday, we mm -hmm. ended up going to look at a venue on that trip because I was after the proposal. But we literally squeezed in birthday engagement pictures and um venue in a weekend in a weekend because there's effort and because there's planning and because it was important yep and so we went and he was um pretty much he would send me over money almost every paycheck to put towards the wedding something. something yeah it was going towards something either moving expenses the wedding dress any and everything yeah because he knew for me my money was tied up with kiddos yeah so you gotta take care of your babies right and he knew this so that we had a very good dynamic of working I felt like early on and then yeah he moved over in April and then things they don't tell you when you move from another country you are not allowed to work in the United States yeah until you also fill out a work visa and that can work take visa. like it's it's basically a separate form because a work visa is different from a fiance visa is different from there's so many different ways you can come into the country but you have to K-1 visa, and then you have to fill out another form to get permission to work. And that can take six months to a year. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, he filled it out once we got married, I think, because you also f have to file an adjustment of status to go from K-1 visa to... Um, K-1 fiancé to K-1 visa or something like that? Yeah, like, there, I want to say it was resident something, but I just know it was adjustment of status form, gotcha. AOS. So we had to fill that out as well. <laughs> this is like you all probably killed a rainforest probably i tell people all the time the amount of things and english is our first language he's british it's that's that's english and we were still going what <laughs> but you know what okay but here's the deal i want to i want to capitalize on the thought process yes it was a lot of paperwork yes it was a lot of planning 
yes, this was a whirlwind thing. Yes, you didn't think this was going to happen. But I just want to say that this, the level of commitment told you who he was, told you who you were going to be married to, told you who you're going to, you know, continue your family with. And that, that is something that a lot of people need to consider when it comes down to getting married and understanding what long-term and sacrifice looks like. So, I mean, you all are just a, a, a testimony to that. What you, relationships aren't 50, 50. If this was 50, 50, then you are definitely in the negative. Right. But him understanding that I'm going to do whatever it takes to be in this relationship or the other way, you making sure, yeah, it would be nice to have your fiance here to do all this planning, but that's not possible. Right. So you took over that 80% and him realizing, okay, I've got to do those moving. I've got to save all the money I can. I've got to limit my expenses. So when I get over here, I'm not a burden. That's 80% of his thing. And then having a whole husband who can't work for a year. Yeah. That's you saying, okay, cool. This is what we're going to do. These are the savings we got. This is how I have to work. The level of commitments you all went through and the back and forth and the communication absolutely a testimony to what love looks like instead of how we make people believe relationships supposed to be oh well everybody needs to do this and I need to be you know it all has to be so glamorous no it's not no, glamorous it's messy it is not it and is it's work. very messy and I won't there I have it in my phone somewhere but Lee sent me a message or I always forget I don't know if I'm supposed to say names or not but uh, he had sent me a message because it was a day I was having a really rough day I think things were going bad between like me and my mom or something mm-hmm. and I was just like don't do it. Mm. Do not come over here. I'm not going to let you. Mm. I'm Things are too chaotic with the kids, with the ex, with my family. Don't do this. You are giving up way too much. And his response was something like, I don't have to be leaving a worn, torn country to know that I'm coming into something better. I'm coming into life with you. And I was just like, <laughs> and I screenshotted that and I saved it. Because it, it changed who you are. Yeah, I had to look back at that every time I would freak out and think I was not worthy of this guy giving up this life. I was like, no, like he, he is. He's in it for you. He's in it for you. Of what he is walking Good, bad, into. negative. Yeah. And so, but I do, I tell people all the time, like long distance relationships are not for the faint of heart, but if you can commit to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's amazing. The rewards are so amazing. Like we've been married now almost, it'll be three years in July that wow. we've been married. And you're about to have a whole we're baby. We're about to have a baby. I'm so yeah. excited. Do you know what you're having? You're yeah, having a boy. a little girl. Oh, you're having a girl. I don't know who yeah. I know who's having a boy. <laughs> Congratulations. Yep. And even he'll say it like he never would have thought like this is where his life would have been. And same for me. Like you could never think like the weirdest thing we were talking about was like, I was having one of my crazy pregnant hormonal just yeah yeah because those the world is bad yeah i was like and i'm sorry your baby's not gonna have a british accent like you (laughs) (laughs) of all the things and he's like what he's like it's fine fine. he was like i because he had brought it up before he was like it's gonna be weird to have a baby it doesn't american yeah i was like oh my god i took that yeah yeah. like it just all of a sudden panicked but like there's so many things we've gone back and forth on and even him he was just like because we did we just bought a house Mm -hmm. at the end of the year December is when we moved in. He just got a new, started a new career, and we've got a baby on the way. And it's just like, he's like, I never, he's like, what more could I want in my life? He's like, I have you, I have the kids, and I have another one on the way. And I'm just like, you're so awesome because. I just want to put him in a little box. Right, and I'm like, see we're not that great, but I love him. Just, just open it up every now and then be like, hey, here's a really nice guy, you know? He is, like, I mean, we. I look forward to meeting him, that'll be really cool. He's awesome, and I. Again, if you can make it through all the hor- all the hurdles that a yeah. long distance relationship is, you had to find out what works for you. Mm-hmm. There was even a time like countdowns. Countdowns were our thing. Yeah, we had an app, something to look forward to. Yeah, and we ha- every time we left a visit, we had to know when the next one was. We couldn't leave seeing each other and not know when the next time was because yeah. we had to have 
at least a ballpark. Like if we didn't, if we couldn't book the flight for like the 5th of June, that's fine. As long as I knew it was early June. Yeah. But we had to have a date to count down to. That's, that's smart. We needed a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And I think I feel the same way about pregnancy. Like, yeah, yeah, I might not have his baby on my due date, but I, t- I always used to say, I won't be pregnant on this day. And it was always like 44 weeks. Oh. But yeah. that's what I always said. I will not be pregnant on this day. So when I was in the middle of it, I knew I had that day that I would at least have a baby would and I would not. I would anymore. at least not be pregnant. Yes. And that's the only goal I could hang on to. Yeah. We sent care packages of like, there was, I think one time I sent them one that had a different note every day for 30 days. And different things you read. Oh, yeah. So I did one where I put red yeah. lipstick on and kissed little cards. All the cards. So he had a kiss for every day leading up to when we'd be in town. Simple, but it was powerful. Yeah, I was like, so the next time, the time, like once he got down to the bottom of it, it was like, okay, the next kiss you get will actually be me. It won't oh. be the paper. Oh, my gosh. This is the sweetest thing. I'm not even an emotional <laughs> person. That was the sweetest thing I've ever heard. That was, that was ridiculously cute. Yeah, so we had... You have to put things in place that work. And I can imagine him, like, sticking it in his pocket and going to work or putting it on he his was... mirror. Like, because you look forward to someone when there's an anticipation of how much they care about you. Yeah. That's huge. And I made him his own little countdown calendar. Or it was a picture frame that I wrote in dry erase and sent him a dry erase marker that said, like, days until. And so he could put it in and he could dry erase it and count down. Challenge for everybody. Uh, Valentine's Day is like, well, well, when I'm recording this, you probably won't hear it, but Valentine's Day is coming up or think about your anniversary or not even a special day because you all weren't counting on special days at all. Like you couldn't be with each other for most holidays, most things. Take some time. If you are in a relationship, I want you to really listen to this and I want you to take some time and figure out a way. Number one, if you haven't taken five love languages, it doesn't matter. That trumps everything. Go do that first. But and make your significant other do it as well, because it doesn't make sense if you know your love language, but you don't know theirs. I want you to somehow in the next 30 days from hearing this, I want you to find a way to go out of your way. It can be cheesy. You can say, this is too cheesy. This is ridiculous. Why would I do it? But I want you to invest. I want you to invest. I want you to take the small amounts of time, talents, and treasures you have and find a way to personally invest in your significant other. And I want you to plant some seeds in their heart that are going to help to grow into some plants where they know that they're loved by you. And then I want you to email me, um, all about it so that I can hear about it. And I'll give you all the email stuff at the end of the show. But I really want for everybody to realize how important that is. What you all did was huge. And I hope that whoever hears this is able to go, you know what? I mean, if they could do that over what? 1600 miles, something ridiculous. Oh, you know, Oh, because it's carved in your ring. I'm going to hit you in the face. This is the first gift he ever gave me. I can't. And it has the miles. Four thousand. Oh my gosh, I can't see. Well, I mean, got pregnancy eyes. It's cool. Oh, there we go. Four thousand and six miles. Four thousand six for him. But see, that's it. That's something. To the, the, as soon as I said it, you knew where yeah. that was. And you could tell, like, I mean, nobody else can see it, but you can see this ring is not exactly a circle anymore. Yeah, this is the very first Christmas gift he ever got me, and it was just. It's not real gold. It's not real diamonds, but it's a ring. It means something the to miles you. Between the two of us, on the inside of it. And then the other rings I wear are my engagement and wedding. Like That's, that's it. That's the only jewelry I wear. And then one year he got me a necklace because I'm a cake decorator. And I was always getting icing on everything. So, so that I'd you take them off your and put them around my necklace. Could, the consistent level of thought is amazing. Because when, right. when thoughts are all you have, that's what you have to do. So everybody, I want you to take some time. Really think about this. Make it, Commit to it. And I'm, I'm going to host this when I, when I put it on the Instagram and on the Facebook. I want to hear... How? Don't don't tell anybody about it. Keep it to yourself. Keep it until you surprise your significant other with it. And make sure that, you know, they look forward to it. Make sure it's something that is going to 
touch their heart. And it doesn't have to be anything expensive. No. Like, because he, like I said, little things like the kisses and the countdowns. Matter of fact, here's the new rule. Can't cost you more than 25 bucks. There you go. Let's make it, let's make some people work. The other thing we did that I thought was awesome, we did open win letters. So I wrote him different letters. letters and it was on the envelope. I would open when you're sad or open open, when, gotcha. Open when. And so, because obviously you can't be there for all the big things. So it was like open when you're sad or open when you're missing me. Um, I'm not even going to be able to process (laughs) this. Open when you're feeling. I'm going to go upstairs and just stank out my husband real quick. I'll be right back. (laughs) Hold on. So it's yeah, like, like I would send him so that way. Win. Yeah, I think I sent him like ten of them, and he got to choose one. There was no date on them; it was just I wrote yeah. letters, and I would envision like what he might be going through, when and where, and yeah. try to write a letter that would hopefully either pick him up, make him laugh. I think that was one of them. Open when you need a laugh, or just goofy things. And open when you open when you just need me to be a friend. Yeah. Open when you just want to hear something that is exciting to me. Yep, and so and that's pretty much what they were. Nothing. I don't want to say nothing special because they were, but it was nothing over the top. It was just something that I knew would mean something to them. I love everything about this. I really do. I love <laughs> everything about this. And I love that I love that you've encouraged me to, I mean, my husband, you know, he works a swing shift. So here yeah. I am complaining about the fact that my husband's not home 10 nights out of the month. Really, Kanisha? Shut your whole pie hole. <laughs> so with that, it's, you really have to look at this. And perspective is reality. Don't get me wrong. The disclaimer. Yes. I know that everybody has different troubles. The podcast recognizes different troubles and how it feels to your heart. However, yeah. everybody can do a little bit more. And if we all just do a little bit more and we really invest in who we're with, it'll make a big difference. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for bringing all this. Honey, you have just warned us. This might get broke up into two shows. I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, I love oh. it. I love it because you've just, you've poured into two different areas that I think a lot of people, you know, both kindness and thought. Kindness and thought. And I think that that makes up a lot of, you know, your two topics, but probably just a lot of how you live. So with that, um, we're going to, you know, we're going to end the show there and kind of roll with it because you've, you've just given so much. I'm gonna have to break this one up a little bit, yeah. but I do have the breakfast breakdown because we've had breakfast, we've had convo, we've, we've dined and discussed. Yes. So a couple of questions that are absolutely nonsense. They don't matter what the answer is, but I want to know what your answer is. Oh gosh. What is your favorite way to eat potatoes? Ooh, I like baked potato with Butter and cheese and bacon. Butter, cheese, and bacon. No sour cream? Mm-mm. Ooh, you made a face. Yep. Because you're also, you also eat like a four year old. So I should have known. You know, I don't judge him. <laughs> no judging here. How do you go to Paris, get proposed to, and order chicken tenders? Is that what I, you did? No. What did you eat? Don't front me. Nutella crepes. Um, <laughs> that's actually one of my fondest memories. There was a food truck with Nutella crepes outside of um, the Moulin Rouge. And so I'm trying to eat this. Yummy Huge, chocolate dessert. Amazing, yes. And then, like, the couple across from us only spoke French, and I spoke none. None. I could say um, thank you very much in the most country bumpkin. Yes, country oh, French. It's so my favorite. Bad. So they had champagne, and they kept trying to offer it to us, and I was just like, all I could say, kept saying was merci beaucoup. <laughs> That's all I had. Like, you took this girl who never leaves Kentucky to Paris. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, Concert or play? Concert. Ooh, gotcha. Well, okay, concert over play, but play is different from musical. So if I had to choose between concert or play, it would definitely be a concert because I but don't play do versus musical. Much. Musical over a play. So plays just get no love in your life. I mean, I'll go to them, but I'm definitely more into because I'm a musician. So I like makes sense. I like to musicals hear make me nervous. What? Nobody just breaks into song in daily life. I mean, they do. They probably need I to mean, be committed. No, but, no. I do it. Okay, I, you do. I bet you do. I don't doubt. You also invite random strangers from a, from 4,000 miles away. He invited himself. 
Okay, you're a baker. Electric or gas stove? Um, I actually think I prefer electric because it's easier for me to, mm-hmm. like, I know it's going to be like this. That I makes don't sense. have to kind of guess Watch it, it and make yeah. sure it's not too... Gotcha. Um, favorite dream vacation, even if you haven't taken it yet? Uh, I want to go on a... Okay, well... Mm-mm. I have two. <laughs> go for it. Okay, you so always, you know, you're a rule breaker. I like I, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Disney World. Love Disney World. We went last year mm-hmm. for Christmas. And Disney World's like my all-time, like, you could leave me there oh and gosh. I'd be fine. Disney weirdos. Like, yeah, and now my husband loves it. Like, he didn't of course think he, he would love it He loves much. whatever you love. And it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I know that that's who he is as a person. Oh, my gosh. But, okay, in my defense, like, his one of his really good friends, that's why we went, too, is because his family, one of his really good friends from back home has a vacation home in mm-hmm. Orlando. Cool. And before his mom passed, every year they would go. So we scheduled our trip around the same time that his friend was going to be there. Oh, so okay. I that makes have sense. my husband see his friend as well since he hadn't seen him since he left. That makes sense. So we all went and it was like the most magical and amazing trip ever. And then my husband was like, I thought I was just going to like it because you guys like it. But, but I like it because I want to go back. <laughs> I was like, I know me too. That's so amazing. yeah, Disney is like our... Remind me one day to tell you about, I have a really close friend who like Disney is her life. Oh my gosh. And I just went to Disney last summer with a friend to go with her because uh, we took her baby because she was two. And I also oh. went and stayed with him while she was working at a conference. Uh, and just remind me to tell you about the uh, Kermit, Fra- Ker- Kermit face through Disney experience so that you can laugh openly. I'll have to yes. save that for another day. But um, like Disney's like our family vacation. Like, So um, what's the other one? Just me and Leanna Beach somewhere. Just a beach? Yeah. I just talked to somebody pretty, about the beach. Pretty waters somewhere. No sharks. <laughs> Ideally, no sharks. I was like, I'd like it to see pretty water, like, in one of those little condo thingies. Facts. What job would you have if you had the knowledge that it took to be amazing at it, but you didn't have to go to school for it? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Because I kind of like what I'm doing now. That's cool. Because I'm kind of a gypsy. <laughs> I'm kind of a gypsy. I need that on a shirt, too. Because, like, I'm a professional musician, so sometimes I'll play drum set, sometimes I'll play percussion. Mm -hmm. Um, I face paint, so... Mm -hmm. You do, and you do really great. And then I also bake things, Mm -hmm. so I do that. So just kind of depending on what day of the week you catch me on depends on what I'm doing. But I like doing all those things, and people pay me for it. You're a multi-potentialite. I'm aware of that. awesome. So I don't know what thing I'd do. What's some crazy thing that would take like 10 years to go to school for or something, something just ask like to do. Did you, that's the thing. Like, I think being a doctor would cool. But again, like I said earlier, if your heart's not in it, don't do it. Yeah. My heart's not in it. That's fair. So, so you like, just want to be a professional gypsy. Yeah. I just would like to be able to do things that I love that are artistic. And get paid for it. <laughs> and get paid. Boom. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> like, that's what I want. I like being able to do fun things and get paid for it. And I second <laughs> that emotion. More than you could understand. I just like to get paid, period. So, I mean, if people would like, I mean, I can give you my cash app. Okay, so, um, (laughs) thank you so much again. Like, this has been so much fun. I I, I genuinely enthralled the entire time. Just listening to you and just your heart. I appreciate that. Um, If you have any social media that you want people to connect with you or, you know, whatever you do, or you're more than welcome to throw that here. I'll also put links, but if you have, like, uh, Um, at you. I have Believe Cakes and More. Mm-hmm. Is my bakery that can be found on Facebook, on Instagram, or just believecakesandmore.com. Like, okay. it's is it and all. A and D more or A and D? Okay, yep, spell everything. Believe out. cakes and more. And I mean, if selfies are a thing, my Instagram is bleee525. B E E L E E. Actually, B for Brittany. B. Lee 
which L E E. Yep. And then five two five, which was the anniversary of when my he asked me to be his girl because I created my Instagram. I can't even. I, I, to connect I'm, with other I'm people going to. in my heart's going to stop. I'm going to stop because now I have diabetes. <laughs> I had this conversation with you, and now I have diabetes. Thanks, Brittany. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Type two diabetes caused by Brittany Franks and her ridiculously cute husband. Um. Cool. So we got all your contact info. If you want to reach us, so one, now I want to hear all about what you are going to do to just show a little love, show a little compassion to your significant other. Or if you don't have a significant other, cool. Find a person that you know you can raise their spirits. Is it your parent? Is it a brother? Is it a friend? Is it your niece or a nephew who's trying to get through school? Is it someone who you can take a minute? I don't even... I'd hope that it would be your significant other. That's where I want you to focus if you have that. But if you don't, I still want you to participate in finding a way to show someone that you care about them. And I want to hear all about it after the fact. Take some pictures, live it up. This is the time to talk about it. This is the time to be like, hey, this is what I did. And I want I want to hear how they responded to it. So you can email me at makeypancakespodcast at gmail.com. Make you pancakes on um Instagram uh, and on Facebook. Look us up. You'll have all the links here. I cannot wait to hear how you all are out here being Brittany Franks of the world, <laughs> being the Brittany Franks hands and feet of oh, the God. world, out here showing kindness, compassion, being of service, and absolutely investing in the people you love. So, Brittany, you got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And I tell you what, guys, thanks for tuning in. Can't wait to hear from you next, hear from everything that you're going to do. Tune in next time. But until then, when life gets you down, Make sure you pour some cheer up on your pancakes. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs>